Yes, thank you very much, Carol, and good afternoon to everyone, and welcome here to Paramistown, home of Dixborough, Camogie and GA Club for this afternoon's AIB Leinster Senior Club Camogie Final between Dixborough and St. Jude's. I'm joined, as I was yesterday as well, by Paula Murphy, of course. Paula won uh, the Leinster title with St. Lactons five times in a row all them years ago and went on to win three All-Irelands then as well. So, Paula, uh, an expert on the game of Camogie, I suppose we were great fun yesterday with Barrow Rangers, but we'll try and run down through the teams as quickly as possible. We'll start with our visitors. So, on goal is Faye McCarthy. In the full back line, we have Kate Ahern, Emily Brown, and Claire Gannon. Half back line, we have Sarah Joyce, Hannah Hegarty, and Emer O'Riordan. In the middle of the field today, we have Neve Gannon and Leah Butler. In the half forward line, team captain is Aoife Welsh, wearing number 10, Ellie Young, and Cara Dawson. And in the full forward line, we have Cleona Nicoletti, Ashling Gannon, and Sinead Nolan. Our referee, Justin Heffernan from the Blackwater Club in Wexford, is just getting ready for Faye McCarthy to make her way down. So Dixborough will line out with Kirsty Mara on goal. Full back line of Case Dempsey, Kira O'Shea and Katie Byrne. Half back line of Tara Clifford, Nee Phelan and Jane Cass. In the middle of the field we have Aoife Prendergast and Kira Phelan. Half forward line Asha McCarthy, Lucinda Gann and Quiva Dowling. And in the full forward line we have Amy Clifford, Ava O'Gorman and Jenny Clifford in the other corner. So we're just waiting here now Paula, anticipating a good game Jealous referee Justin Heffernan has got us underway and St. Jude's are forced to attack here with the number 8 that is Neve Gannon sending it up into the corner for position but Katie Byrne is there to deal with it out comes Kira O'Shea puts it out and out over the sideline and it will be a line ball out to Dixborough our linesman on this side is John Welch of course from Kilkenny Kira O'Shea taking a quick one hitting it down here towards Lucinda Gahan who's in space turns onto her right hand side puts a lovely cross field ball over here towards Asha McCarty she misses it out on the first attempt but number 12 over there that's Quiva Dowling Quiva couldn't get it into her hand either here comes Asha McCarty she has it back she's going on a solo run now on the 45 metre line heading down towards goal but good interception there by the St. Jude's players Clara Dawson is going in to try and get that ball back but Dixborough have the ball back here with Amy Clifford Amy sending a dangerous ball in around Faye McCarthy comes out drops it at the first attempt gets it to the second attempt out there towards the cornerback that's Claire Gannon Claire sends it out towards the far sideline over there linesman over there is Paul Hunston he is the flag up and it will be a line ball to Dixborough Paula you're very welcome a fast start to this game start very very fast start to this game um, some very interesting matchups. It'll be interesting to see will Ash McCarty stay in the normal half-forward line sort of role or will she drift out as she's inclined to do back out to midfield. Um, a lot of young players on display from both sides and I think it's going to be a very hard-hitting game. Yeah, St. Jude's are on the attack here. Nothing coming of that line ball there from uh, Dixborough and St. Jude's are now running down the field here. That ball is sent in there. Kirsty Marr taking a look at it. Oh, fumbles it down onto the ground. A lot of sand in the goal there but she manages to get it back up and passes a lovely ball out here to Kira Phelan who was waiting for the ball. She turns onto her right-hand side and sends it down there towards Amy Clifford down in the corner uh, but that's going to be won there by the St. Jude's centre-back. That's Hannah Hegarty but a wayward pass here. Here comes Nee Phelan won the player of the match in the county final all those months ago a lovely low field or a low ball in towards the forward line great pass in there in towards Quiva Dowling here's a chance for Dixborough Quiva on her left hand side turns around on her right hand side puts the ball in and puts it over the bar that's the first score of the game a great score there by Quiva Dowling and Dixborough's off the mark just two minutes gone here in Palmerstown um, lovely, lovely piece of movement down the pitch. Um, uh, obviously, it was a, a training piece the way that they did it. Laying off the ball quickly and fast ball into the forward line. That's what every forward wants. 
Exactly. Great pass in there by Eva Prendergast, of course, our new senior team captain. As here comes uh, Jane Cass fighting back for that ball along with Ashley Gannon there. Looked like there was a small little bit of a, a push there, but Justin Heffernan is happy to let the play continue as he always do. Justin is a, a fair referee, likes to let the play flow as much as he can. As I see, there's a, a sub gone on with St. Jude's there. Eva Malloy is uh, definitely after starting in place of someone, so we might keep an eye on that. Knee feeling, utilising the new rule and taking it out of her hand, getting the ball down here towards Asha McCarty. That's a shoulder. You're still not allowed to do that in Camogie terms. And Asha has won a free for Dixborough on their own 65 metre line. And Eva Prendergast is now going over to take the free and taking a look around. There's a lot of movement going on in the full forward line. The full forwards down there. That's Avo Gorman. She's having a tussle at the minute with Emily Brown as Aoife is taking a look around but she decides she's putting it down into the corner towards Amy Clifford Amy tries to go down on the ball first time doesn't work out Lucinda Gann going over for it Amy continued her run though she now has the ball looks like there's a foul coming here yes there is she's pulled down to the ground great play there by the minor from last year won the All-Ireland with Kilkenny of course great player Paul and won that free very well exactly look she was going nowhere with the ball as in the back should have been smart enough to realise all she had to do was stand up because she wasn't going to actually get a score from there um and Amy is a physically strong girl. Um, like, I mean, trying to stop her getting through is, is, is one of the toughest girls I've seen around with the guard to play. And she just won that free for herself, and she's going to get up now and take it. It's probably 15 metres in from the far sideline on the 20 metre line. Not an easy one to get started. Dixborough are already one point to no score ahead. Coming up now to four minutes gone, and Dixborough can double the lead here as Amy Clifford, the young player. Still minor this year, Paul, I think. She's captain of the minor team this yep. year. Yep. Captain, of course, putting it in. That's Fags Curran that's down there, of course, and he has decided that ball has gone wide. Uh, so that's the first wide there for Dixborough. And uh, Kleena Nicoletti is, or it's actually Sarah Joyce, the number five, is not playing. And Aoife Malloy has started there. So that is the change for St. Jude's as the ball is pucked out there by Faye McCarthy. Of course, Faye is a Leinster fo uh, puck father champion many years ago. Kira Phelan has the ball in hand, tries to get the pass across, but the referee has decided it was a throw ball she was under pressure from the St. Jude's player and St. Jude's now have themselves a free as John Welsh is uh, going in there and he's telling the players to behave themselves I think it's uh, Leah Butler and Lee Lucinda Gann he's actually having words with us that ball is sent up here by St. Jude's kicked out by the St. Jude's player and it will be a Dixborough ball and it is a line ball on our side of the field here and having a look around there it's Case Dempsey was thinking about taking a quick one but she's not. She's going to leave it to Eva Prendergast. Big crowd here in Palmerstown today. There's over a, a thousand tickets sold for the game. So a lot of support from Dixborough and St. Jude's. As Eva Prendergast getting ready to take this line ball. Having a look around. Great line ball as she puts it down towards the space there. Towards Lucinda Gann. Lovely touch by Lucinda. Of course the All-Ireland captain from 2020. She's going forward. Hasn't really got support. Decides she's going to try and put her in. She was under pressure there from uh, Leah Butler. And Leah managed to win that exchange. As St. Jude's now passing the ball around with lovely 1-2 hand passes. Here is Hannah Hegarty. Hannah takes a look around and sends a diagonal ball. Up in towards the corner forward position there. Towards Cleona Nicoletti but Dixborough dealing with it very well Jane Cass is back over there so too is Kira O'Shea who has come out there and Dixborough has won that knee feeling putting the ball down there towards uh, Jenny Clifford Jenny is small a little bit behind the 
cornerback though and the cornerback has won that getting the ball up here to Cara Dawson Cara taking a look around with Neefiel and intercepts that ball takes it on the hurl goes forward looks like that she ran into the player that looked like it was a throw got away with that one Dixborough coming away with it they are not going to mind as Kira Fien is sending that ball diagonally down towards Amy Clifford but again Amy might run onto this one can she get the ball into the hand won't come up first time she manages to get the ball in front of her now she has it in her hand takes a shot but that's great defending there by the St. Jude's number three that's Emily Brown and St. Jude's coming away with it Emily trying to kick the ball away she has no hurl as Cueva uh, Dowling goes in there gets the ball lovely pass across here again towards Amy Clifford she's fouled referee has his hand up for the advantage and it will be a free in to Dixborough just outside the uh, or just inside the 45 metre line and uh, another chance for Dixborough but Paula there's a frantic stuff to this game here. it is frantic but you can also feel there's a little bit of tension there in between the two teams there's no quarter being given or taken there it's very um if I was out there, I'd love that. It's just you can feel the tension out there. It's brilliant. Now, what I have noticed is that Clean uh, and Nicoletti has moved back down to uh, wing back to Mark. She obviously is doing a man-marking job on Asha McCarty. Um, on the half-back line. She's come from corner forward down. So obviously there's a reason behind that, obviously, to keep pace. I said Ash is fairly fast on her feet. And Amy Clifford has just put that ball over the bar. So Dixborough now two points to no score ahead with seven minutes gone here in Palmerstown in this Leinster semi-final. Of course, Euler de Bala is waiting on the winners of this game, which will be played on the 30th of uh, January in the uh, the Leinster final. So up goes the hand there from Cueva Dowling. She misses out on it. Hannah Hegarty is coming away with the ball there now, sending a lovely pass up into the space here but Nee Phelan is there again to read that one actually it's Katie Byrne is there uh, she misses out on it though Cara Dawson going in with it Eva Prendergast is there there's a hold of the hurl there by Eva Prendergast she's proclaiming that she didn't do any fouling but the Wexford official Justin Heffernan who refereed that 2020 All-Ireland final of course has decided it will be a free into St. Jude's with 8 minutes gone on the clock here and a chance for Jude's to get their first point of the afternoon here and Ellie Young is the girl to take it she's hitting it there's no Hawkeye here in Palmerstown. Is it needed? No, it's not. That is uh, one of the O'Briens is up there. I can't see whether it's John or Aiden, but he has decided that the ball has gone to the left and wide, and that is St. Jude's first wide. So Kirsty Marr now has ball in hand, getting ready to take the puck out. Wind is blowing across field here in Palmerstown as the ball is sent down here towards Amy Clare. Or it's uh, number seven that's there. That's Jane Cass. Quiva Dowling is here too, looking to get it. Quiva trying to get the ball up. The ground is a bit tacky here, but good fast play on the ground here there's that looks like the steps yes there is indeed good play there by Cueva Dowling the St. Jude's management not happy with it but a correct decision I feel there by match referee Justin Heffernan and he has decided that there will be a free in to Dixborough and Eva Prendergast is going to take it halfway between the two 65 metre lines and Paula there's no I suppose a space or being given to anyone the tackling is fierce here unbelievable and the thing is what Dixborough getting good change out is the fast direct ball in when they travel with it what's happening is they're getting caught um, being trapped down like you know Dublin or like they'll hunt in packs so they're closing off every avenue but when they're letting the ball fast that's when they're getting the points Eva putting the ball in there Lucindigan trying to put up the hand but it's dealt with halfway there by the St. Jude's players Leah Butler trying to get the ball up into hand but it's on the ground there's now a skirmish for possession for the ball one of the Jude's players that was a uh, O'Riordan just dived onto it the same as a rugby player would looking to get the ball referee is still letting the play continue Amy Clifford trying to get the ball up kicks it a couple of steps ahead of her doesn't work out Kira Field and trying to get the ball around it's like a ping pong ball in there at the minute 
but in comes Aoife Prendergast Aoife now has the ball over the far side of the field she's trying to go forward being tackled over there by Neve Gannon she's still going forward with a ball is on the ground it's put out by Neve Gannon for a sideline ball at the far side of the field and there will be a line ball to Dixborough and again Aoife had no space but there was no one really in support running off the shoulder there's for a, a pass off, nobody running off the shoulder but on top of that what you actually see is that there's no space anywhere in the pitch like I mean how this intensity level can keep going for the whole match I don't know because like I mean they're on top of each other but already we can see the intensity of this is far greater than what we saw yesterday in uh, in Camros with Camros and Barrow Rangers there's no space being given out here everyone seems to be the traditional 15 on 15 mark your player and go for it and by god the two teams are going for it definitely going for it but as a result of that what you will see is probably is that they won't be able to maintain that intensity so it probably will you know it's going to probably ebb and flow as we're going through but well, there's a chance here Jenny Clifford has the ball gets it back out there towards Asha McCarty but Asha is hooked again no space being given Jude's anytime any of the Dixborough players get the ball they're converging on them in twos and threes and ball is now on the ground it's hard to get possession with it but Jude's managed to do that that is the number uh can't actually see the number that's there at the minute Paula but Jude still has the ball that's a lovely pass in here towards Aoife Welsh the team captain Aoife taking a look around she's sending the ball diagonally up here towards 15 that's Sinead Nolan Sinead has the ball she gets a return pass back there does Aoife Welsh there's space over here for Cara Dawson at the far side she tries to hand pass it across it'll come here as far as the number 16 that's Aoife Malloy Aoife manages to pass the ball out here here's Cara Dawson now again evades the tackle there from Kira Phelan going forward taking a look around, hand-passing it back here towards uh, Neve Gannon, but again, the Dixborough players are there, that's Eva Prendergast, lovely hand-pass out, but doesn't get to the intended target there of Jane Casper, in comes Kira O'Shea, good tackling, looked like there was a foul there, Kira still going forward, and unlucky, it was out off the leg of Kira O'Shea, and it will be a line ball to St. Jude's, our linesman here, John Welsh, with a right smile on his face for that one, but correct decision. I think, and he seems to be happy, but uh, yeah, there's still the tackling here. Paul is fierce. I'm, I'm, I can't believe it. Cara Dawson was actually down on our, uh, the 21 yard line and actually came all the way up and was at the end of that last movement there. So that's that shows the level of intensity that's coming through with it all. That's good play there from Kira O'Shea is the new rules. You're allowed to have a bit of physicality in this game now. The St. Jude's management is fighting here and looking for a freeze. Lucinda Gann going down on that one. In comes Quiva Dowling. Quiva going forward with the ball. Lovely pass in there towards Amy Clifford, but it's going to be cut out over there by Claire Gannon. Good play by the cornerback, but she loses out a little bit on it. Quiva Dowling trying to pay or hit it on the ground first time. It's not working out. She's down on her haunches this time. There was a push in the back. The referee is indicating when she was going down for the ball and the will be a free into Dixborough just outside the 45 metre line and a chance for Amy Clifford to get her second point of the afternoon as there's a small break in play here for an injury towards uh, one of the uh, the St. Jude's players and just a, a little funny fact uh, Paula that we have uh, Hannah Hegarty the centre back for St. Jude's her boyfriend is actually a Conaghy man Edmund Delaney he was the player that won the fail of skills I think it was about nine years ago he's the only player in history to get 100% in the national fail of skills competition and uh, yeah so good Hegarty or good uh, pedigree there for Hannah well she's got good taste anyway we'll put that to her she picked a Kilkenny man so we can't say that one way or the other <laughs> but that one's gone straight over the bar there by Amy Clifford it is indeed two pointed freeze for Amy Clifford Dixborough leading three points to one after 13 minutes of uh, three points no score actually after 13 minutes of play here so we're just waiting on Faye McCarthy Grey puck out has Faye she wouldn't have won the Leinster puck fodder final if she hadn't but goes down it's uh, intercepted there by Asha McCarthy just outside the 65 metre line Asha now going forward has support here with Lucinda Gann Lucinda look for that very very well trying to get the ball into Ava O'Gorman but it's going to break here towards Amy Clifford 
aiming on her left hand side first time takes a look and that's just after tailing off to the left and wide and that's at the first wide of the game for Dixborough so one wide for Dixborough one wide for St Jude's and we're still with two three points and no score Paula feels like it's way closer feels like there's nothing between the two teams like uh, you wouldn't think that uh, Dixborough are three points out with the intensity levels that um, Neve Jude are bringing to the game here today yeah that's a wayward pass in there as Neve Field is going down for a great play there by the young centre back got her back over referee Justin Heffernan right on the spot and give the free out so Nee Phelan playing very very well as we said Paula she's clever uh, uh, she's unbelievably clever for a young girl she's very clever she knows how to play the game she's smart as in like she knows how to play and get her free and, and we've seen it in the county final I saw like, it. as, as well. 18 like I mean uh, you've seen it with the minor girls oh like. And even her sidestep, now she, normally she's very good at drawing the tackle and getting her free. And it was unfortunate didn't get a free earlier on, but... Kirsty Maher sending that free down here towards Kira Phelan. Of course, Kira is a sister of Nee Phelan, but Cara Dawson is going forward with it. She's after going about 20 metres there now, can't catch it again. Nee Phelan comes in with a, a dispossession. Eva Prendergast is there as well, four or five bodies on the ground. They're standing on it, referee is telling him to get it out of there. He's waiting, he's still waiting, nothing is happening. He's not going to call it, and Eva Malloy comes away with it, but Jane Cass putting pressure on, and there's a touch on the ground there. That's good play by the Dixborough players. They did didn't give Aoife too much space and there will be a free out again here to Aoife Prendergast who is, is she going to take it or is she going to leave it to Neve? no she's going to leave it to Neve. so Neve is directly on her own 45 metre line and Dixborough still three points to the good here after 15 minutes of course this is the AIB Leinster Senior Club semi-final here in Parmerstown Dixborough playing St Jude's of Dublin as that's great free in there towards Jenny Clifford Jenny now can she take on the player there but she decides to send it across to her sister towards Amy it mightn't work out too well for her though it doesn't and Ava O'Gorman can't get it Hannah Hegarty coming away with it there's a loose hurl there from Lucinda Gann and referee Justin Heffernan is going to call Lucinda over and um, I think we're going to have there was a no one, There was no intent in that now it's just I think it's the conditions and a slight little slip along the way um, But you've seen yourself happen. yesterday as soon as you make any kind of contact with a loose hurl though especially up around that area uh, the referees are the punishing it yeah, and it is a yellow card there for Lucinda so she's, we're only 16 she's going to have to be yeah, careful to be we're careful. only 16 minutes into it and she's going to have to be careful like I mean getting the card at this stage it's a little bit silly. It's putting a bit of pressure on the team. It is, and we're here for the first water break after 16 minutes and 23 seconds of the first half. Dixborough are three points to no score to the good and great value for the three points in fairness to them. The defenders working very, very well here. They're doing their jobs, not giving St. Jude's too much space, but for the amount of ball that's going down to the forward line down there, I'd say now Ted and Donald, the management over with Dixborough, will be a bit disappointed they haven't more on the scoreboard. Again, the two corner forwards seem to be hanging back a bit. They need to be out attacking the ball. The ball is coming. They're getting good quality ball. Yesterday I was giving out about the ball going in too high to the forwards. Today it's perfect. Coming in chest height. But the two corners and full forward are actually not coming out and attacking the ball and they're letting the cornerbacks get there first. Then they have to make up for that battle after that. So really they need to be using the ball that's going in their half-back line for Dixford doing a great job. Not a lot going in but I've noticed St. Jude's have pulled out their two corner forwards to come out to the half forward line so they have one foot for or one on the full forward line now so it'll be interesting to see what happens from there will the two quarterbacks follow them out or and leave it wide open inside or will they just let the halfbacks cover up from yeah Jerry McManus is down here in front of us and he's trying to instill a bit of a belief I'd say to the St Jude's players and he's just pointing to his head there to tell him that they need to be bit more clinical and to have a think about the passes and he seems to be indicating he wants a bit more diagonal ball going to him but Dixborough seem to be a bit relaxed over the far side Paula you know they're going very very well they're going won the well. county final you know beat Piltown in that game um, 
And they're, they're such a young team. They are, but they have a mixture of youth and experience, experience which yeah. is great. Yeah, and even at that, the young girls have, have old shoulders on their heads, if you know what I mean. They know what to do, and um, they're leading by example, as far as I've seen. is doing a stormer job there at centre-back again, being smart about it. Ashley McCarty is driving a quick ball into the forwards, and that's what every forward wants. There's no point in sending in high balls. Their forward line is particularly tall anyway, so quick, fast ball into the forward line, and that's... But they have to be out in front. Yeah, well, they certainly do. So our uh, match referee, Justin Heffernan, just waiting for all of the players to get back into positions. He has now blown his whistle. So the clock didn't stop here in Palmerstown. So we have about two minutes. Uh, they are on the water break as Faye McCarthy getting ready to take this free. Cara Dawson is calling for it over on our near sideline here. But it manages to make its way here towards Emer O'Reardon. Emer with a small little pass across there towards the number 10. That's the team captain. That's Eva Welsh. But she's put under pressure over there by Tara Clifford. Tara playing very well, of course, sister of Amy and Jenny but in comes Nee Feeling she or Kira Feeling she read that one very very well she's going forward now with the ball but she has no support as uh, Leah Butler is going in putting pressure Quiva Dowling trying now to come in and give uh, her Dixborough player a hand as Lucinda Gang comes in with a little flick there but it's too hard too heavy out over the sideline line ball to St. Jude's St. Jude's are doing themselves no favours whatsoever like that ball that um, was held there by Emer Reardon she should have driven that straight into the full forward line instead of doing a short stick pass across um, to Neve Gannon that's not going to work they need fast ball into the forwards if they want to actually get any scores on the scoreboard there's a ball into space there as Katie O'Bon goes down for the ball and there's a line ball there the referee has indicated that it's going to be a St. Jude's ball the linesman says it's going to be a Dixborough ball we have a bit of a dispute going on here now at the minute the officials having a discussion and yep the, the linesman over here which is John Welsh of course John, Justin and Paul three referees on the national panel so the calibre of officials here this afternoon it's great to see at such a big event here and a huge crowd here in Palmerstown as well today of course all uh, enjoying this game as Kira Phelan tries to go for the ball there misses out on it in comes Aoife Welsh gets it here towards Aoife Malloy she's having a look around she's putting it in around the square the first time that a ball has gone in there and Kira O'Shea misses out on it here comes the number 11 manages to get a hand pass across there that was Ellie Young but it was intercepted there I think by Tara Clifford Tara gets it out here towards Ashley McCarty misses it at the first attempt gets it has a little pirouette on her right hand side gets the ball down here now towards Amy Clifford looked like that the hurl was pulled out of her hand a little bit there but maybe it was just a slip and that's uh, Claire Gannon is over there she manages to get the ball away and the ball is now with uh, St. Jude's but that's intercepted there by Jane Cass puts up the hands to try and dispossess it but St. Jude's are fighting well for it and this is Ashley Gannon who has it here now she's been dispossessed brilliantly here by the uh, number 7 that's Jane Cass not going in not jumping in not giving away any fouls referee our linesman John Welsh is on his knees trying to take a look and see whether the ball is going to go out or not and St. Jude's come away with it that's Cara Dawson Aoife Malai goes in with it but Kira Feeling is fighting for it and in comes the number two there that's Kate Dempsey to try and clean it up but she misses out on it and St. Jude's win possession back with it here's Leah Butler Leah on the side of the field great dispossession there by the Dixborough players a little bit of argy-bargy there between Leah Butler and Kira Feeling Kira won't mind that too much she's after winning the sideline ball and Eva Prendergast is coming over now to take the line ball that's why we like to see a bit of aggression and a, a bit of passion there I don't know it's very much in they're very much in each other's faces at the moment I have to say and I mean literally it doesn't seem there's any love lost and oh, there wouldn't no. be that much of a 
Well, it shows how much it means to both teams, yeah. really, at the end of the day. Like, I mean, I was going to say, not much of a rivalry there between the two, like, but. Uh, uh, I suppose Dublin, Kilkenny, Martin, there's always well, rivalry that's there. That's true, now. too. And we don't <laughs> like losing. <laughs> we never like losing in Kilkenny. That ball is sent in around there towards Asha McCarty, but again, dealt with by Hannah Hegarty. She has a small bit of time and space, sends the ball up with a straight down the throat of Eva Prendergast. Eva puts up the hurling, a bad touch there, and now comes with Leah Butler. Leah going forward, but a great dispossession there by Tara Clifford, managed to get the hurl in. Now she has a small bit of space. Gets it here towards Kira Feeling. Kira thought about going for the pass. Lovely pass in here to Lucinda. Now Dixborough has an overlap, but Lucinda decides to put the ball in and over the bar. There was an overlap there. Ava O'Gorman possibly could have went in for a goal. Good play though by the Dixborough players. Four points to no score ahead, Paula, with 22 minutes on the clock here. And that was a great movement by Dixborough, but St. Jude says nobody's to blame but themselves. They went running with the ball and then they were closed down straight away. So they need to let the ball in fast in order to get any scores on the board, but you have to admire Dixborough fast direct ball works they're tenacious like they're not giving away anything at all and they're not giving away any stupid freeze either which we like to see is there's a slip there out in the middle of the field by Neve Gannon and Dixborough coming out trying to get the ball away with it that's uh Number 10 is it? That's it. No, it's Quiva Dowland that's tried to come away with it. But Keir O'Shea gets the ball, putting it into Amy Clifford, who has now gone in full forward. Jenny manages to get a small little touch on it. She's fighting over there first. Avo Gorman is now chasing over towards the far sideline. She'll reach the ball first. The number two, that's Kate Hearn, is trying to get across to her, but it's not going to work. That's a great cross-field ball, but just a little bit too high there for Quiva Dowland. Leah Butler tidies it up a bit, gets the pass back here towards Faye McCarthy. Faye switches the play almost immediately over here towards Aoife Welch, their team captain, lovely stick work there by Welch as she manages to hold on to that but again it's dispossessed over there by Katie Byrne, Katie gets it over here uh, across the field and manages to go for a 1-2 but it doesn't come to her Avo Gorman who has now come out the field is now going forward, she has an overlap if she can get it to it, here comes Kira Phelan Kira going forward, took the challenge puts it in, that'll be a great score Paula it's a fantastic score, Kira Phelan like me, she was knocked off her feet there nearly and just managed to stay up and the strength of her like the bounce back ability as I call it she took the hit, kept, kept moving ball. and put exactly. the ball over the bar. And I think that's something about Dixborough. They have that bounce back ability. They're able to take, their core strength is really good. And when they go for a ball, they're going really low. So they're making sure that they get it up onto the hurl. That's a quick puck out there by Faye McCarthy. It's nicely done out here towards Ashton Gannon. Manages to get a hand pass out here towards uh, Neve Gannon. They might be sisters, they might be cousins. We don't exactly know, but Dixborough is snuffing out that position. They're fighting, they're harassing, they're going in packs. They're like wolves fighting away for us. But Eva Malai comes in with it. Now here's a chance for St. Jude's with the number nine out in the midfield. That's Leah Butler. Leah puts it in and it's after taking 24 minutes. But St. Jude's are on the scoreboard with a point from play by Leah Butler Dixborough leading 5 points to 1 now this could change the dynamic I think St Jude's needed that um, to keep within shouting distance of Dixborough so hopefully that will settle them down a bit because I don't think they're doing themselves justice anyway because um, Dixborough are all over them like I mean they're they really are hunting and the intensity level is really they good. Are, you can see that they really want this one. The Hort is there from two years ago, losing out to St. Martins in the uh, semi-finalist. There's a free coming there for no advantage for a slap down on the elbow as the referee is indicating. I think it was Eva Malloy gave that one away and there will be a chance here now for Dixborough to extend the lead even further. 25 minutes are on the clock here, but we know the clock didn't stop for the water break, so there's probably about 23 minutes gone here officially. We'll have to wait though for the referee. He's the only one with the proper timekeeping and Eva Prendergast is getting ready to take this free she's just inside the St. Jude's 65 metre line it's a long way out it's a torpedo Paula Dowling that's oh, some no. score Eva Prendergast she's fabulous. happy with that what a point but that, that's an inspirational score it was straight and it was right over the black spot 
Well, the maroon here in Dixborough, but we know what you mean. As that <laughs> ball is poked out very quickly, it was here, but Kira or Neefield and tries to get the hand up, doesn't work out, but she manages to regain possession. A small little bit, didn't didn't give it away to St. Jude's players. She's going down on it. She has to be careful not to lie on the ball. St. Jude's are fighting for it. Neve is still down on her knees. She manages to come away with it. Does she? No, she doesn't. Her sister is there to help her. That's Kira. Kira sending it down here towards Cueva Downing. Lovely stick work there by the wing forward as she sends a long ball down into the full forward line towards Amy Clifford. Amy going down on the ball not coming up to her two hands Amy is the best way to get the ball up it breaks out here towards Quiva Dowling Quiva trying to get it up as well ball is still on the ground a lot of players going in but uh, St. Jude's coming away with it and this is Irma O'Reardon scoops the ball ahead of her into the space here towards the number 14 Ashling Gannon but Kate MC is there for it she's trying to get on it Kate fighting away there now with Ashling Gannon as well the young cornerback looked like there was a shotgun in there on her but referee is happy enough nobody really complaining supporters are looking for a free players are not St. Jude's coming away with it Cara Dawson has ball in hand sending it up to the corner forward position it's too long though and it's going to be dealt very well there by Dixborough knee feeling gets it to her sister Kira feeling Kira sending the ball down towards Lucinda Gam but there's a bit of space here now as St. Jude's playing with a, a sweeper but Lucinda didn't give up on it she's still fighting for it has the ball one of the St. Jude's players hasn't got a stick in her hand so she can't really do anything only try and block the ball off and wait for her uh, teammates I suppose to come in and the referee has said that there's a touch on the ground there again good play there by the Dixborough players and Dixborough have won themselves a free what I've noticed with both teams the level of one-handed hurling is unbelievable like I mean anyone that's going in with two hands is winning any rook or maul that's there so the intensity level when they're going they have the ball straight away but the number of players that are going with one-handed then they have no strength or power behind the stroke or even to get in over the ball properly. Well, there's not much of your roll lift happening today anyway, so at least you're happy about that. Oh, listen, pet peeve of mine. I can't understand why would you roll lift the ball in the middle of a sprint. It just doesn't make sense to me. Now, I have seen one or two, but it's all in rooks or malls, not when they're in the oh, middle of their... Oh, that's tailing to the left, is it, Eva Prendergast? Just it is. Wide. Yeah, it's just out to the left of the post and wide. Only Tixborough's second wide, but they're still leading six points to one here in this first half as the ball is sent out here. We do have a sponsor for today, by the way, so we need to start uh, getting that as well we need to get the paper out here we are down on the sideline here in Palmerstown that's a great catch in there by Ashling Gannon Ashling is now going forward for the goal she has to be either taken down or fouled and she is indeed and that is going to be a free in to the St. Jude's players good work there by Ashling Gannon and today's broadcast is brought with thanks to RMC Construction Limited your local commercial and domestic building firm so check them out there as well so St. Jude's with a free here on the 20 metre line as the number 15 that is Sinead Nolan is coming out to take it bringing it back a small few metres more than the 20 with the new rules the ball can cross the 20 metre line of course brought in at Congress of last year well Kiro she had no option but to take her out I mean take her down that sounds really bad but you know what I mean she just had to she couldn't like let her in otherwise she was straight in on top of Kirsty well, here comes Sinead, and that's looking like it. Yes, it is over the bar, so that's uh, a first point there for Sinead Nolan. Two points now to St. Jude's, but Dixborough are still six points to two ahead here with 29 minutes is on the clock here in Palmerstown, but we know there's not 29 minutes gone. We'll have to keep an eye on the referee. Puck out there by Kirsty Marr, sending it out there now towards Kira Phelan. St. Jude's are starting to get a small little bit of, of possession now out around the midfield position, and here comes Cara Dawson now again. Cara going for 
forward with it. Knee feeling doing very well. She has no hurl. Tries to put a bit of pressure on Kate Dempsey. Gets a little flick in there to stop the ball coming in. Here comes Katie Byrne. Katie manages to send a lovely ball out here towards uh, Eva Prendergast, who was all on her own in space and hits a diagonal ball straight across. She didn't really look. Asha McCarty is a stupid kind of a pass in there towards her without even looking. But St. Jude's have gained possession back again, sending the ball up the far side of the field over there towards Ellie Young. Ball still in play. Kira O'Shea is fighting and tackling. She has to be careful not to give away a free. Tara Clifford's going in there. So too is Kira O'Shea. But St. Jude's managed to retain possession, but they lost it out there. Kate Dempsey comes in with the challenge, comes away with the ball, sends a lovely pass down along the sideline here towards Asha McCarty. It was unfortunate, though, just where managed to go out of play, and it will be a line ball again to St. Jude's. But they're pulling out actually one of their they've pulled out one of their forward St. Jude's out in the middle of the field. That's why they're actually getting the possession um, and sacrificing only two in the full forward line. So that's giving them a little bit more possession in the middle of the field, but they're not converting. No, they're not, but worrying for Dixborough, they need to start getting a bit more possession as well because they haven't had a ball down in the forward line there for a while now, but that's good dispossessed there by Kira O'Shea. She took the hit as it comes out here towards Lucinda Gann and Asha McCarty. Lucinda has to be careful as well. Ball is out. Good pressure there by Asha McCarty and the ball is out over the sideline and it will be a line ball to Dixborough at the far side of the field and I think Tzifa Prendergast is going over to try and take that one and we can see that the Dixborough management is having a conflab over at the far sideline Paula so maybe they're trying to move a few players well, around. the players in between the two 45s as such it's not really going anywhere it's just going from one 45 to the other now the intensity level is great but hasn't dropped it hasn't dropped but there doesn't seem to be a conversion rate there's no like to get past the either half back line seems to be the problem but Dixborough seems to be losing out a bit on possession as well, they're not able to get it as well as they were in the first couple of minutes. St. Jude's coming away with that. Here comes Leah Butler. She has time and space. She's having a look around. She's sending it up here towards Ashling Gannon, who has moved out into the corner forward position. But again, Kira O'Shea sticking to her guns. But it works out here with Ellie Young. Ellie sending a ball into space here for Leah Butler to run onto it. But Kira feeling red that. But Leah managed to get the ball. She has possession. Gives a little school pass back here towards her midfield partner. That's Neve Gannon. That's a good one, too, there. But the St. Jude's players and Neve Gannon has put the ball up to reduce the gap even further at 6 points to 3 here to Dixborough there's 31 minutes on the clock so we're now at the referee's discretion because he's probably playing the water break and then on top of that then you're looking at like Dixborough need to get a score on the board uh, like they just don't seem to be conversion rates aren't there at the moment and as I said the half back line for St. Jude's again here they're going to clean out the ball again yeah that's a fantastic catch there by the uh, number 6 that's Hannah Hegarty but manages to put it down the, that was Kate Dempsey Kate is looking for a free but in fairness someone has a line on the ball there now that looks like that's as Aoife Malloy is in there is it? I think it is indeed yep Dixborough is trying to come away with it out comes the Dixborough player that's knee feeling she's taking the quick one utilising the free that's good thinking but again it's into no man's land and there was nobody really ready for that one and the possession is given away again so cheaply back to St. Jude's but they get in turn sends a bad pass up along the line that is Tara Clifford is over there as just as we said that the referee has decided that it's half time here in Palmerstown in the Leinster Senior Club semi-final with Dixborough leading by six points to three and we're going straight over to Brendan Hennessy in John Lock Park for the Welsh Cup between Kilkenny and Leash. KCLR Live Sport The Leinster Camogie Senior Club Championship Semi-Final Dixborough versus St. Jude's with thanks to RMC Construction your local commercial and domestic building firm Enjoying the match? 
course you are. Why wouldn't you be? But what if I told you there was an extra way to get your GAA fix? Introducing the Clash Act. What was happening that, that Waterford Hurland had that big surge in, in, in the noughties? Like? I need to make you, we played Kilkenny in the semi-final. Kilkenny beat us that day by a point or two. I think Niall Maloney got a goal. DJ missed hit a free and Niall Maloney pulled and, and, and won the game for us. Justin came in then and he bought a another level he bought up another level the holding the speed of the holding really came into it when I said from Colin Bond they really bought the holding speed and you know I can remember being up in Cash Moore you'd be around the grass there for 10 minutes with no slitter getting your wrists up getting your the strength into your wrists the way you could hit the ball faster and stuff like that and he definitely bought a, an unbelievable professionalism as a coach holding coach he, to this day he could cut a line ball over the bar that's how skillful Justin was like you know and he definitely bought the whole skill of the game for us when he came in up to another level The Clash Act listen back on scoreline.ie the KCLR app or subscribe and listen wherever you get your podcasts KCLR Live Sport The 2022 World Cup Kilkenny versus Leash with thanks to RMC Construction your local commercial and domestic building firm Yes, just under five minutes gone here in John Locke Park, Shane, and it's two points to Leash. It's no score, Kilkenny. Two Ross King frees have put them in front here, playing uh, down uh, away from the town end, and that looked like it could be the third one, but it's actually Leash's third wide. And Ronnie, you were very impressed with the 15 cheddar lined out, but now they've made changes, and it looks a whole new Kilkenny team as well. It is the Walsh Cup. There's a fine crowd here. It's a cold day for hurling, but Leash have started the better. Yeah, on paper, certainly Leash had a stronger team picked on the programme. They've made five changes. That's weakened their lineup. Kilkenny with a brand new team no one that played championship and some with only few league appearances from previous years good score by um, Ben Conroy Ben Conroy but the Kilkenny team Brendan I'm sure the Kilkenny public will be interested if you want to shout out to be a lot of new yeah. places new fam- names there certainly is Liam Dunphy of Liz Downey and goal Mikey Butler Lachlan Gales James Brooke Thomas Town and Niall McMahon of Aaron's own Castle Comer in the full back line David Blanchfield from the bridge is at right half back Connor Heary O'Loughlin Gales centre back Shane Murphy Glenn Moore left half back Niall Brennan of Liz Downey partners Tomas Dunn of Tullerone in the middle of the park he went on a blistering run early in this game Tomas he was on Lucky Leash defended it well could have been a goal opportunity but it didn't work out on that occasion Colin Prenderville of Greg Ballycallan Emmett Landy of Oingap and Luke Scanlon of James Stevens in the half forward line with Chris Bulger of Clara Shane Walsh of Tullerone and Sean Morrissey of Bennett's Bridge top of the left now Leash have ended rolling in goal Dermot Conway is right cornerback Sean Downey is full back Donica Hart at left cornerback Podge Delaney Liam O'Connell and Ryan Milani in the halfback but Fiacre Fennell partnering uh, number 20 Jack Kelly in the middle of the field Aidan Corby was listed at the start he didn't start as was Frank Flanagan at the start at right cornerback but his place uh, went to Dermot Conway half forward line Paddy Purcell uh, number 11 uh, playing there is uh, Ben Conroy scored from play Kieran Comerford he's been replaced Kieran Comerford by Ronan Broderick Kilkenny are on the attack here referee says they've overrun the ball Richie Fitzsimons is our match referee uh, that's one of the changes there 17 in for 12 on the leash team Ronan Broderick in for Kieran Comerford 26 Joe Lennon is in for Willie Dunphy 25 Mark Dowling of Cam Ross is in for Stephen Picky Marr and number 23 who is yeah, we're all over the place with numbers here. Oh, Ross, Ross King, King yeah. yeah, he's in for Kieran Byrne, and he's got two of their frees, Ronnie. Kilkenny still haven't scored, but Leash lead by three. When I was doing that, I think Leash got their third point. No, yeah, they didn't. No, because they got a wide. we had a wide. Now watch Roland has the win there, and he's renowned for long distance frees. He certainly is. And Eddie Dyle was here with me the last day, and we had a lot of wides on this end of the field. And Eddie, you sent me a text just before the match, and Eddie's little philosophy comes through. Leash with four wides into the. Five, wide. would you believe, when you're, when you're five. Kind of teams? <laughs> 
they had another wide arm from uh, Paddy Purcell. So, uh, Leash, now they have the wind, and as people know from Callan, they're playing into the country end as opposed to town end. So, Leash have the wind, Kilkenny playing against it. So, Leash would want to be uh, going in at half time with a lead, but at this early stage, five wide's not good enough. Yeah, well, Leash on an upward curve in hurling. They had a few nice performances in the Alliance League last year. There's a good few of that personnel on show here. Cheddar Plunkett is the man in charge, and he'd uh, go forward and that ball downfield. It was Paddy Purcell who gathered it. He fumbled it the first time, but he turned and struck it well the second time. But he's put it wide on the opposite side, so that's six wides on the country end here. Kilkenny playing into the clubhouse town end goal, yet to score. Leash leading by three points to no score. This game brought to you with thanks to RMC Construction Limited, your local commercial and domestic building firm. Fine day, as I've said. It feels a lot cooler than what the temperature says, but here comes Leash's Podge Delaney. Feeds it into the middle of the park. The man gets a nice touch there is Ben Conroy. Ben plays it down towards Ronan Broderick man from Clock Balakala he's having a go but he's going to drop it short and the Kikenny keeper Liam Dunphy from Liz Downey today comes out Liam varies the shot this time with a clearance he sends it over he was looking for his right half forward Colin Prenderville but it was a little bit short and Leash win it back and here goes Fiacre Fennel fine player Fiacre takes it up to the 45 country and they're all rooting for a bit of possession hard enough playing winter conditions Ronnie the cold end helping either of these sides today it is but, and, but to be fair to Callan the picture's in great Nick Brennan. perfect looks Constant beautiful the, yeah. the rain that fell to, to be fair to him and look to be fair to the players all these players played so well with their clubs uh, in the last latter stages of Kilkenny Championship in last September and October and they're getting their chance no huge surprises there I suppose the big chance for all of all the players is a guy called Emmett Landy at centre forward he'll be one maybe that a lot of people might know but here's one and a lot of people know from club hurling Shane Welsh um, of Tullerone of course but certainly well, the advantage there he's yeah. got the free from the 45 Shane Dunwell there he's lovely first touch Roland in fairness took the sting over when it went in but at least have the free but with what you're saying Ronnie Shane has an opportunity here and Chris Bulger of Clara back in the fold here for today also yeah and look and you go down through the team a lot of familiar names Sean Morris he had a great uh, year with, uh, with Bennis Bridge he deserves his chance Prendival played very well Colin with uh, Greg Ballycannon and uh, Tomás Dunn middle of the field played very well with Tullerone Niall Brennan uh, same thing with Luke Scanlon with the village you know when you go down through them all I suppose Mikey Butler back but the one interesting one again is James Burke at centre at fullback. James Burke had a great year with Thomastown at fullback. So look, a lot of interesting, as we said, players. No one, as I said, with championship experience. Shane Murphy's back from Glen with back with Glen Moore. So great chance for a lot of these lads and placing, as I said, good conditions. But the Leash have a some more settled team. Certainly they have seven or eight of their championship team. Well there's Shane, Shane while she sends in his first score of the afternoon. Brother of Tommy and Parrick of Kilkenny fame. And uh, Parik still involved, of course. And Tommy had said, if he got a chance, he'd get involved again. Ronnie, he was a good one. But Shane has uh, been very, very good with uh, Tullerone over the last number of years. He's really matured into a fine player. It's a great opportunity. Here we go, Kilkenny again. They won the puck out. Chris Bulger turns. Well, that's a bad wide. It's gone wide. And I make that Kilkenny second wide. Got the opportunity. Didn't oblige. It remains leash. Three points. Kilkenny, one point. We will be going back to the Camogie as soon as we come to the water break here. 11 minutes gone, Ronnie. What have you made of it all so far? Yeah, leash are certainly the more impressive. They had more there's a great score out of number 26 yeah that's a great um, score Jack Lennon John Jack, Lennon yeah. John Lennon um, um, great score Leash certainly have have all the possession six wides four points to one but look as we know for Kilkenny teams they will play with the wind in the second half so I expect Kilkenny to drive on in the second half hopefully that's the plan you know what it was never at a bad match here in all the matches we've been at here in yeah. the last few years because Callan has got their fair share of the games they're always exciting and good and it's a beautiful club ground and I was in Greg Naman on St Stephen's Day in uh, with the St Mullins uh, Greg Naman again for the Carlick and Kenny Honker team and an absolutely splendid facility and a beautiful yeah. pitch also so it's great to see all the clubs keeping their uh, pitches well up, upkeep uh, very very well so it's great to see and well done to Callan today the place is impeccable 
Here come Kilkenny on the attack, trailing by two points, or trailing by three points now, because it is four points to one, and Leash going to defend this one. Wearing 18 for Leash's Dermot Conway, another clock ball of Coleman. Plays it back out, and it's got to the centre-back, Liam O'Connell. He's went right down the air, but he's been blocked down, he's been robbed, Kilkenny goal chance, there's the shot, and it's a mistake in the Leash defence by Liam O'Carroll. Kilkenny drill it to the back of the net, they've got the goal. And that has put them definitely back into the game because we're now level. It's hammered to the back of the net. And the man that finished it is a Kenny centre forward, Emmett Landy, from just up the road in Wine Gap. Ronnie, you gave him a mention earlier on, and he's been, he'll be delighted yeah, with that one. Great score. Looked, and he's looked impressive in the opening 10 minutes, would you believe? And I think most of Wine Gap are here because they're sitting down in front of the stand. A great moment for Wine Gap. I think it's a long time since Wine Gap had a man on the Kilkenny panel. Pat Welch could be stood to be corrected. But Tomas done in the middle of the field. He done very well, won a great ball. And he started off excellent. So have the lads taken their chance? Both Landy and Tomas done for me in the opening 10 minutes have been very good. And against the run of play, Brendan, we are now a level game 1 1 to 4 points. And yep. how often have you seen that well, in the Kenny Leash matches? Well, 13 minutes gone here with thanks to RMC Construction Limited, your local commercial and domestic building firm. And that's as Ronnie said 1 1. The goal from the Wine Gap man, Emmett Landy, a free from Shane Walsh. Leash have got two frees from uh, Ro- um, Ross King. John Lennon struck over a beautiful point, as did Aiden Corby. That's who put the four scores for Leash. Can Kenny clear it down the far side? Colin Prenderville. Greg Ballycallan there's another Greg Ballycallan man on the bench there Aaron Brennan is in today uh, on the bench for Gre- from Greg Ballycallan Darrow Keefe of Dunham Magan is on the bench Darren Brennan of St Lactans Kieran Wallace of Aaron's own Owen O'Shea Lachlan Gale Stephen Donnelly of Thomastown and Robbie Buckley 22 of a panel beautiful turn in the middle of the field Tomas Dunn Tullerone man lovely stick work he's about 6 foot 3 this fella super athlete lays it off to Niall Brennan the Liz Downey man has a shot but if we had a few wides on the country and Ronnie that's gone wide on the left hand side on the clubhouse end and you spotted yeah. something no, that was just David Blansfield. He's Finish big, it. Yeah. He's six foot five. He's he is. He went through. Tomas done again. Won that ball. Poor wide, maybe uh, from Kilkenny in front. And that is David after moving into the middle. He's gone. David he looks like a centre back. back. He's, yeah. he's yeah. wearing six. Yeah. Or is he? He's wearing five. He's wearing five. Yeah, that's, six, what, yeah. that's what. It looks like he's centre back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Here he's gone out to the wing. There's another massive ball for each. But Eddie Dale, Eddie, you put the muckers on these lads. There's another wide at the far end of the park on the country end, and that's two, four, six. That's seven wides for each, Ronnie. Yeah, seven wides. They have all the possession. They have the wind. They're playing into the country end. Kilkenny uh, playing against the wind. Two or three half chances. And to be fair, we we mightn't have mentioned Kilkenny had a great chance of a goal after the opening uh, first two minutes so Kilkenny each time they've been up there they've, uh, they've had created hassle and they're now starting to settle into this game Brendan starting to drive a few wides typical second week of January but certainly I say a lot of lads doing well for their opening 12 minutes in a great in a uh, black and amber jersey they certainly are here come Leash to clear from the fence Ryan Milani man from Castletown sends it over to the half back line Leash uh, moving the ball well they're all hand passing fairly efficiently but uh, nine times out of ten it looks like they're throwing it but to do it so quickly the referee is right to let it go this man is not a bad hurler at all Ben Corby lovely stick man lovely turn races through he holds the stick very short he's still on the run lovely play switches it back inside Paddy Purcell was coming behind him but it just didn't work out now Kenny still have a job to do because Paddy Purcell has it back and they're turning back out field leash that's a lovely little strike off the stick following up there and doing quite well for Kenny was Luke Scanlon he chased him back all the way and out he comes with the ball outside the 45 clears it downfield 1-1 to Kilkenny 4 points to Leash here at John Locke Park and Callan Walsh Cup here come Kilkenny foul there on Shane Walsh he was had his back to goal he was facing out towards the 45 he was hassled he's won the free he was delighted to win it as well he and won. it's a chance for Kilkenny to take the lead Ronnie as we approach the water break 15 minutes gone in Callum 
and typical Shane Welsh playing with full of passion delighted to get the free delighted to get his opportunity and obviously more mature than he was two or three years ago and again he's another man that looks lively and to be fair to the Kilkenny public Kilkenny public over the last two or three years would have mentioned Shane Welsh as a guy that was doing well and again as I said middle of the field Tomás Gunn so the Tullerone contingent doing very well here he goes with the free from inside the 45 sends it in it's a second one for Shane Walsh it's only a few years ago and his work experience from college he was uh, working for Casey Lauren commentary with Mikey and myself below in Turles now he's taken freeze and playing well for Kilkenny as he's done with Tullerone 1-2 to Kilkenny 4 points to Leash. Kilkenny in the lead but Leash looking for a reply from distance that's gone in it's hit the post and it's gone in and it's gone over the bar good quick reply yeah. by Leash, Ronnie Ross King again yeah, Ross he- King one of their uh, regulars he's put it over he's gone out in the wing forward it seems now uh, and a, a draw game but certainly Leash with all the possession Brendan Day should be up by 5 or 6 points great catch by Colin Prendiv here comes Prenderville sends it downfield gone into the full forward line Kilkenny tried to get the first touch on it with Sean Morris if the bridge came out but Leash win it and Leash will clear it from their own half back line nice short ball down as far as Ben Conroy this fella has it all yeah. hasn't he Conroy he looks the part he certainly does swings it back to the half back line he knocked it back to Podge Delaney another man and ever present on the Leash team in recent times so Podge's ball downfield went a little bit too far Kilkenny tidied up but did they get it away to a good effect they did because it's in as far as David Blanchfield his hand pass has been blocked down Kilkenny get the rub of the green this time to still lead uh, no they don't it's five, points, five points apiece one three and we are heading for the water break and we will be heading back to the Camogie before we do Ronnie what have you made of the first quarter? Yeah very interesting open 15, 20, 20, 15 minutes Kilkenny certainly started uh, reasonably well had a great goal chance missed it all leash leash of eight wides playing with the wind but the Kilkenny men have settled in as only Kilkenny do and have a draw uh, Kilkenny as I said draw a game a lot of guys playing taking their chances if people are listening and tuned in I suppose David Blanchfield doing well Niall Brennan Tomás Dunn particularly in the middle of the field Young Landy doing very well and Shane Welsh of course they're the I suppose, brighter starters at this early stage OK well 15 minutes of hurling we've had we're heading back to Parsons Town for Dixborough against St Jude's in the Camogie and we'll be back for more commentary here from John Locke Park throughout the evening with a full run right through the second half so we're heading back to the Camogie we'll go back to the studio first it's uh, first quarter over here in John Locke Park it's 1-2 to Kilkenny the goal from Emmett Landy two frees from Shane Walsh and it's five Five points to leash. Back to you in the studio, Shane. KCLR Live Sport. The 2022 World Cup. Kilkenny versus Leash. With thanks to RMC Construction, your local commercial and domestic building firm. Can't get enough of the match? Then get the Clash Act. KCLR's dedicated GAA podcast. Every Friday, we hear from the people behind the game. If you were to ask me, do I remember the full-time whistle in 2006 or 2008 or 2009? I can't, but I can I can remember it in 2010. I can remember sitting on the field in Crow Park, crying my eyes out, looking up at Owen Kelly lifting the, the Lee McCarthy Cup. And I think it was Pat Kerwick then singing singing a song in the Hogan stand as well and we were walking into the into the dressing room Like what you hear? Then just search for The Clash Act wherever you get your podcasts or listen for free on the KCLR app The Clash Act Gaga about GAA This is Megan Farrell with the ball downfield that's up towards Katie Power lovely play from Katie here goes Julianne Malone again lovely run keep that ball on the stick this is Katie Power brilliant chance here's Farrell now oh yes oh what a goal what a goal absolutely brilliant it's Epic Kilkenny oh my word Shelley Farrell from Thomastown you will not score a goal better than that as long as you're playing Camogie but I have to credit Julianne Malone and everybody involved in that build up cracking goal 111 to 7 Kilkenny lead by 7 
it's a sideline cut for Limerick it's gone straight out off of Murphy's hurl. will they have time though will Limerick have time for a score a point will take it to extra time and that's what two tired teams don't surely want surely he's not going to go from that he will no. go for I think no way he'll get that they're, all at this sport, game. The they're looking the for a line ball championship semi-final Dixborough versus St. Jude's with thanks to RMC Construction your local commercial and domestic building firm and you're all very welcome back here to the second half here in Palmerstown. There's four and a half minutes gone on the clock here. It was six points to three at half time. It's seven points to four now. Uh, and uh, of course, Orla Henrik is after coming on. She got a point from play. And Ashley Gannon returned one for St. Jude. So things are still heating up. The sun is shining here in Palmerstown. It's a glorious day as that ball is put in there now by Sinead Nolan. And that is a second point of the afternoon for the corner forward. It is now seven points to five. And Paula, Dixborough may look like they're in a small little bit of trouble here at the minute. Definitely, St. Jude's have upped the tempo big time. They're letting the ball in fast into their forward line. They were very unfortunate a few minutes ago. They didn't get a goal. Um, should have let the ball go a little bit quicker and probably would have gotten the goal. So, like, I mean, Dixborough have their hands full for the next... 25, 26 minutes. They surely will, of course. This broadcast is brought to you today with thanks to RMC Construction Limited, your local commercial and domestic building firm. As that ball is sent in dangerous, Kirsty Marr comes out with it. Can she deal with it? Looks like that she swung around. Referee is letting the play continue. There's a bit of afters going on down there now. Kirsty just needs to walk away a small bit from it. Ball is still in play. Tara Clifford has the ball in her hand. She turns around. She's out over the sideline with the ball, and it will be a line ball to St. Jude's and Nee feeling not very high happy with the defence back there at the minute and now the referee is going in to have a, a word with his uh, two umpires that's down at the far end of the field just going to have to wait and see what happens, it's a bit of handbag stuff really between the, the two but again like Dixborough are under pressure here at the minute and they're going to have to start working something. They're going to have to start working something but they're also going to have to keep their cool, they can't afford they've got one player on the yellow card, can't afford to lose a player at this stage in the match, otherwise like I mean they're really going to be up against it um, St. Jude's are letting that ball in so quick and what I would love to see is that when they're going for the ball and running, they're straight down, jab lift, gone, there's no delay with it. Um, look like a different team actually slightly even from the first half. Yeah well Ellie Young getting ready to take this line ball right down in the corner of the this side of the field where we're on the, uh, the standing bank of course here in Palmerstown is, that's a, a bad sideline that might come here towards E for Prendergast can't see at the moment but it looks like it's gone out over the line and it will be a line ball I think out to Dixborough is it? Yes it is Ashling uh, or E for Prendergast I should say is putting down the ball to get ready to take it linesman over here for this half of course is Paul Hunston of course Paul is a uh, Husband of the new county secretary, Theresa Hunston. That's a terrible line ball, though, from Aoife. It might uh, work out for some of the Dixborough players. St. Jude's have gone in. The ball is out over the sideline, but the referee has indicated that there's a third man tackling for a trip, and there will be an easy free in for St. Jude's. I was watching the, the linesman. Actually, he's given it for a hold um, this time, Paula. So St. Jude's will have a free directly over at the sideline. It's about a metre and a metre and a half in it's a difficult free but again this could reduce the margin just to one point and there's Dixborough seven minutes bit, they look a little bit rattled actually yeah. definitely look a little bit rattled they don't seem to have the same level of composure on the ball as they the had. fluidity is not there no. like it was in the first half and no, no composure on the ball either which which wouldn't be a trait that would be associated with Dixborough they're normally quite calm and don't get ruffled too easy but you can see there's a little bit of a giving out in between their own players down there you know I suppose the anticipation of getting into a Leinster final as well and getting ready to play out at the Ballock is waiting, of course, for the winners of uh, this game here as 
Sinead Nolan is getting ready to put her in. That looks dangerous. Kirsty Mar puts up the hole. Just about got it out. Dixborough managed to work that one out a small little bit as the ball is now here with the, the Dixborough players. That's Kira Phelan sending it up again. That's going to go out over the sideline. Here it is indeed right in front of us. Neve Gannon is here getting ready to try and take a quick one. Orla Hanrick is trying to stop the quick one from being taken. And Neve now decides that she's going to tee up the ball and take it. She's directly right underneath us here. Not a bad outside line. It's down towards the uh, number 14. That was there. That was Ava Gorman, but she loses out very, very easily to Leah Butler. And Leah is putting the ball in quick, like Paula said, in there to the full forward line. And here comes uh, the number 15. That's Sinead Nolan. She's bearing down on goal. She still has it as an advantage coming for a free here for a shoulder charge. And it will be an easy tap over here now for Sinead Nolan. And again, I think the referee, Justin Heffernan, is going to call one of the players. Is he calling... Or is he going to have words with somebody? He's calling someone over to him anyway. We have to just wait and see who it is. I can't make it. There's a black helmet anyway. Is it Kate Dempsey is down there, Paula? Or is it Katie Byrne? Katie Byrne, I think. No, it is. Is it Katie Byrne? Yeah. yeah. It is, yeah. Katie's after picking up a, a yellow card over there. So Katie now needs to be careful. But again, the quick ball in is causing wicked trouble for the backs in the Dixborough. And Sinead Nolan has some turn of pace yeah. when she does take off. If she had had any support at all, that was a dead circle goal again for them. But like, I mean, it, it's going to have to... Dixborough just need to settle it down. They need to get their composure back. They seem very flustered on the ball, seem to be... Um, which, you, I, as I said, that would not be a trait with Dixborough. They're normally so calm and can work their way out of it. So they need to go back to basics, get possession of the ball. I think they're nearly planning what they're going to do with the ball before they even have it in their hands. And a third point there for Sinead Nolan reduces the margin down just to the solitary point. Seven points to six with just coming up to ten minutes gone here in Palmerstown in this AIB Leinster Senior Club semi-final as Kirsty Marr gets ready to take this puck out down here towards Asher McCarty on the far side. Sun is blinding everyone here. Ball is out over the side. Line and it will be a line ball to Dixborough at the far side of the field and Aoife Prendergast getting ready to take this sideline over there. So she's just having a look around just to see what the story is, see if there's anyone running around it. There's an awful lot of bodies that's right in front of her over there. The sun is blinding up at the clubhouse end of the field here. Aoife takes a good sideline ball in towards Orla Henrik who has come on as a sub. The backs are leaving it out and that just harmlessly drifts out over the side, or the end line, I should say, Paula, and another wide for Dixborough. Look, with that last line ball, I think I counted that uh, the bones of everybody, all the forwards, all the midfields, and one of their halfbacks was nearly inside the 45. There's no space being allowed. St. Jude's has upped the, the intensity and the, the speed that they're doing things with. Even exactly. that quick puck out there from Faye McCarthy. There's a push there, though, on knee feeling this time, and there will be a free in to Dixborough. They're back on their own 45 metres her line and Neve is getting ready to take it of course our referee from Wexford Justin Heffernan Blackwater club man a lot of shouting going on here at the minute it's hard to know what someone is shouting for but Neve is getting ready to take the line ball she does she sends it up along the sideline up here to her sister that's Kira who has it she's down on the ground trying to go forward Looked like that there was a throw ball there in the mix of it but ball is still out it's out off the St. Jude's players Paul Hunston is down here in front of us well, as I said yesterday, Martin, there's no point in saying anything to any referee or any official. Sometimes no. just take it on the chin and yeah. keep going. Well, we're looking directly at that over where Paul Hunston is, and it definitely went out off the St. Jude's player, but the referee has decided to throw the ball in, and St. Jude's are fighting in packs with it. Someone is down on the ground. That's Asha McCarty, and 
Does two players have it? And as the referee said, now he decides there's going to be a free to St. Jude's for a pull on it. To me, that was a 50-50 ball. Now I think he's going to bring the ball up. He is, yeah. What is the ruling on that, Martin? When if two players go and grab the ball? It's a throw ball. Okay. Literally, if the two players have their hands on the ball, you can pull a ball out of someone's hands, but the two of them are fighting for it. So They both seem to grab yeah. it at the same time now. I yeah. haven't seen that one before. In fairness, it should have been a throw ball, but it should have been a Dixborough line ball here anyway in front of us because it was right down here directly underneath mm. where we were, and the St. Jude's player definitely put that ball out. But you get some and you lose some, Paula, and Dixborough have lost that one, and they now have a free, and Vey McCarthy has come all the way out of goal down to the Dixborough 65-metre line to try and tie up the game here. It will be the first time in the game that the teams would be level she's a long way out she has a great puck on the ball she certainly Ooh. has the accuracy she has the Fabulous. distance as well what's the score Faye McCarthy ties it up 7 points apiece here in this Leinster Senior Club semi-final that was a fabulous score like I mean this sweet strike straight over the bar but Dix will really need to get themselves Dixborough together. Dixborough need to get a score and try and settle themselves here now and they're not getting possession which is a problem now. I actually think Dixborough. they're starting to panic a little bit Martin and there's plenty of time but they need to just settle on the ball. Like I mean, But even over the there now Kate Dempsey has just lost out on that one. St. Jude's are still going forward with it. Ball is out off a couple of bodies. The linesman over there is John Welsh. John is indicating it's going to be a sideline ball into St. Jude's and uh, Elion is going over to take it and St. Jude's now certainly have the impotence and the they have the, the going the drive to go forward now and they're doing everything right at the minute. Everything right at the minute. But then again, I suppose once we I say the water break can't come soon enough for Dixler just to regroup and get themselves back together. But we did question whether both teams could maintain that level of intensity in the first half um, for the whole well, match. St. Jude's has upped their intensity from what the start of this second half as they're now going forward. This is Eva Malloy. She's been tackled by a couple of Dixborough players, but she gets the ball out here towards Leah Butler. Leah seems to be over carrying it, and the referee has decided now that there's a pull. That's, on that was silly. Silly, silly, silly. Look, she was going nowhere. There was four of them around her. All they had to do was stand their ground. And then somebody puts in a rash challenge and gives away a free. They Again, need to settle. Yeah, this is a chance now for St. Jude's to go ahead for the first time in this game here in Palmerstown. Dixborough has led all throughout 14 minutes on the clock here and Sinead Nolan is going for her fourth point of the afternoon and we know that she's deadly accurate. She has been already. Two points from freeze, one point from play. This could be her third free, four to tie it up. And as we said, this is a chance for St. Jude's to go ahead She's putting it in. Umpires are taking a look. Fags Curran is going for the flag down there at the far side. So it's four points now for Sinead Nolan. And it does put St. Jude's a point ahead. There is over 14 minutes gone on the clock. And it's eight points to seven to St. Jude's. Water break. And it is the first half water break. So came a small bit early in this game. Usually it's after the 15th minute. So yeah, and as you said, the water break couldn't come early enough for Dixborough. I mean... They look ruffled. Yeah. Definitely, definitely look ruffled. I, I can't get over how... They got the first point of the second half. So and then that's that was 13 it. minutes without a score now for Dixborough in the second half. And that is not enough. Even their play, when they're going on the ball, they're not settled on it. There's no composure there. Uh, they're bunching. Forward line there, at one stage, I think there was, I counted, I lost count, I think there was about 14 players in one actual corner of the pitch there. And that's not going to do them any favours. Dixborough need to play the spaces. They need to open it up. And they're falling into the trap. They're actually playing into the St. Jude's hand and allowing them you know, tight games, double teams like it nice and tight and, you know, to attack in waves and to attack in groups. Dicks were allowing them to do it. So they need to spread it out. They need to get the spaces and play the spaces and open it up. And they also need to start backing each other up. Because if you start, like, that's the important thing, as in that if somebody has the ball, that they give them the option for the way out ball, pass out and then quick down the pitch. 
Okay, uh, so we're just having a look. Ken is just giving me uh, something to read here now at the minute. There is a quick half time up there from Canley Bay. Okay, so are we going over to John Locke Park now? Okay, so we're going to go straight over then to Brendan Hennessy, over to John Locke Park for uh, an update from the Welsh Cup game. So it's over to you, Brendan. Thanks a million, Mark. Well, it's on the half hour mark here now in John Locke Park. It's 10 points to Leash. It's 1 5 to Kilkenny. The goal for Kilkenny comes from Atlanta. Winners on comedy for that one. Colin Prenderville has since took a beautiful score from play as it made Brennan the Liz Downey man but Shane Walsh with three frees uh, chipping in there as Kenny's total Leash keeping the scoreboard picking over Ross King from play and from freeze. and make a total of five for him at the moment with John Lennon who was a late replacement for Willie Dunphy on the Leash 15 has pitched in with two beautiful scores as is Ronan Broderick Ronan Broderick their number 17 uh, he replaced Kieran Culver at the start but now as you speak to us uh, Kilkenny have registered another score and this time it's Shane Walsh sends it into four now for Shane and we're on the stroke of half time here in Callum but Leeds have had the better of the hurling in the first half took Kilkenny a little while to settle they've settled fairly well now we have a Blanchfield coming out with the ball sending it back down three now he's looking for Shane Walsh we'll go, come back to Martin as soon as this goes said Walsh goes on the run inside the 14 switches it across another goal chance but Leeds tidied up and the man that's really playing well for Leeds is Liam O'Connor from a down here at centre back he's mapped up a lot he made a vital mistake which Kilkenny got the goal from and up in centre forward Ben Conroy he's turned the heart out Kilkenny defence and here he goes again Conroy that's blocked down so on the stroke of half time here Martin it is Kilkenny trailing by one point Leash lead 10 points to Leash 1-6 to Kilkenny here in John Park in the Welsh Cup yeah, thanks very much for that, Brendan. We're back here into the second half. The water break is over. It's still eight points, St. Jude, seven points to Dixborough. As we just looked down around, they decided to put Amy Clifford into full forward here. And Paula said that they really need to start and trying to do something. And Dixborough are going to potentially do the same as they did three years ago and lose out in the semi-final spot to St. Martins three years ago from Wexford and it could be St. Jude's of Dublin. St. Jude's of course won their second county title in a row going back a couple of weeks ago so but they're no mean uh, by any way lacking in ability or anything that way they have I think it's 10 players in total uh, between all of the Dublin panels and dual players as well as St. Jude's now on the attack again but that's read brilliantly there by Tara Clifford a little pass across here to Asha McCarty. Asha taking a look around. That's a poor strike though by Asha McCarty. Didn't get to the intended target as the number four. That's Claire Gannon comes away with it. Amy Clifford is in there fighting for it. Dixborough need to get something going. They need to get a score on the scoreboard to try and settle themselves down. But Aoife Welch, team captain for St. Jude's, come away with it. The ball sends it across here towards Leah Butler. Leah sends a lovely pass down here towards Ashling Gannon. Ashling is now taking on Kate Dempsey. She's going forward. Forage she's down on the 20 metre line. Puts the ball in and we're taking a look and that's actually gone to the right of the post and wide a missed opportunity there for St. Jude's and Paula you know Dixborough really as you said they need to settle down quickly I don't know whether St. Jude's are playing an extra player back in the back line or whether Dixborough are playing an extra player in the back line there's something wrong here somewhere with the guard because every ball that Dixborough have hit in the last few minutes has come out as quick as it's gone in there's a lot of loose St. Jude's players around yeah. the place as that ball is sent in dangerously in there it's off the helmet of Kier O'Shea but she deals with it very well comes away with it hand passes it out here 
My microphone is gone. We're back again. Here we go. St. Jude's turned that ball over again. Here comes St. Jude's on the attack. Ball is now here with the number 12. That's Cara Dawson. She takes on Tara Clifford. Tara is trying to get the ball back. Doesn't work out. There's a foul there in on one of the Dixborough players. I think it was Ava O'Gorman. And it will be a free out to Dixborough. This broadcast brought to you today, of course, with thanks to RMC Construction Limited, your local commercial and domestic building firm. As Nee feeling getting ready to take this free. She has her hand up. She's looking for someone to make the run. Sun is directly into her eyes. She's sending it up along the sideline here towards Orla Hanrick. Orla tries to come out with the ball. She doesn't get it at the first attempt. Has it at the second. It's actually Jenny Clifford has it. A small little pass across here towards Kira Phelan. Kira takes a touch on the hurl. Sends it up into the corner forward position. But there's nobody up there for it. Her... Uh, that's the number 17 has gone in there now. So that's actually Orla is up there again. So she made the run forward for it. Uh, but St. Jude's turned the ball over again and the ball is coming out way too easy as Quiva Dowland trying to get there. So too does Tara Clifford. But there's two St. Jude's players there. That is Eva Welch. That's the team captain. Eva has it. Looked like that her was being pulled out of her hand as Jane Cass misses that ball completely. And definitely Dixborough are panicking on it. But Neve feeling the young girl with... Uh, I suppose all shoulders on her head that time she managed to win herself the free settle things down for Dixborough and get them going again on the attack at this stage I think Dixborough should be popping their points over from outside there are some great long range shooters in the likes of Ashley McCarty Kira Field as well to pop them over Amy Clipper is able to do it so they seem to be going in and looking for a goal whereas it what they would do is though from Nee Phelan out comes Cleona Nicoletti here with it good interception though by Quiva Dowling managed to get the ball back and but it might break here towards uh, the number 12 Tara Clifford getting in there here comes Kira Phelan with it she's trying to get away but she's being harassed there fairly by Neve Gannon two St. Jude's players there in comes Cara Dawson Cara with the ball Quiva Dowlin tries to get the ball back again there's nothing being left here the kitchen sink everything has been thrown in here at the moment in time St. Jude's still winning there's a tackle there on Tara Clifford Tara still has it gets it out the back door out towards uh, that is I think that is Amy Clifford sending it up here towards Orla Henrik but Orla has bundled off the ball fairly there by the number two there's a heavy hit gone in there but uh, Kate Heron manages to get the ball out here towards centre back that is Hannah Hegarty a lot of players are still fighting for the ball there that's the number 17 Orla Henrik has it tries to get it back here towards Amy Clifford Amy seems to be gone out of the game for a good spell of this but ball is down lots of players on it referee is going to have to blow it and throw the ball in there and there will be a throw ball here on the St. Jude's 45 metre line Jenny Clifford and Hannah Hegarty going in for the ball Asha McCarty is there as well she's trying to get it there's a lot of bodies down on the ground bodies flying all over the place but here comes Quiva Dowlin. Quiva manages to pass it out here towards Orla Henrik. Orla is now away. Now she has a chance. Can she pop it over the bar? She's going down on goal, but she loses out on it because two St. Jude's players come on it. Orla picked the ball off the ground. And again, Paula, she had a chance to put the ball over the bar. They tried to go forward in towards the goal instead of taking the point and levelling things up. All they need to do is just take their points. The goals will come. You have to take your chances when you have them. And that should have been popped over the bar. And now it's allowing St. Jude's to attack again from a free. Yeah, Dixborough turning over an awful lot of possession here, especially in this second half. And St. Jude's now have a free, and Faye McCarthy is out from her goal to take this. She's trying to get Orla Henrik 
pushed back a small little bit away from her. 23 minutes gone on the clock here. Eight points to St. Jude. Seven points to Dixborough. That ball is sent way down the field as Neefield. And what a great catch there by the young centre-back. She gets it out. She's taken out off the ball. A late hit there on Neefield. And I hope that she's okay. She took a heavy shot there on the way out after dispossessing that hand pass. And Eva Malloy is going to be in trouble, I think, here with the referee. She's definitely going to pick up a yellow card for that. It is indeed. So uh, Neve is back onto her feet as well. She's getting ready to take this free. So hopefully that she's going to be okay again. We're, we're getting ready. Paul Hunson is trying to push her back a couple of feet to take her from the right position. Could I say, Martin, we could be facing it extra time? We could again, yeah. We had it yesterday. You never know. Ken doesn't want extra time anyway here. That's for definite. So he's hoping that there's going to be a winner here in Palmerstown. But the way things are going here, Paula, I wouldn't put it past anyone. You said that now yesterday and we went into extra time as well. But Dixborough are on the attack here with Ava O'Gorman. Ava is going forward again. She still has possession. Four St. Jude's players around her. She manages to hold on to possession. She has a player outside her. Is Eva O'Gorman is uh, or oh, it's actually Eva Prendergast is gone over there. Eva puts the ball out and it's gone out over the sideline and it will be a line ball to the Dixborough girls over at the far side of the field, just outside the 20 metre line. And again, 24 minutes gone on the clock here. Dixborough a point down in their home turf. They were here in their home turf in 2011 when they played in the intermediate Leinster final. They lost out that day. Hopefully, it won't be a repeat of history as Eva Prendergast gets ready to take it. It's a lovely line ball in, but it's going to go out, and it's gone Ooh. for a 45. They got lucky with that one. That was heading wide. Should have been left go, but... was heading wide, but there. that should have been popped across, straight across, across the 21, or out, back out towards the 45. That was... Um, there was no sense in where she was actually aiming the ball for, um, because we'd, there was space over here outside. Like, I... I there's silly decisions being made here. The girls need to actually compose themselves and stop and take a breather and realise... They're not, they've still got five minutes of hurling in them. They've got well, a they haven't five. scored now in 24 minutes in this half. Like That's not good enough for any team to be going forward, especially to play out at the Ballock in a Leinster final. So Aoife Prendergast has the opportunity to amend that and get a score on the board for Dixborough and to level matters up here for the third time. But no, she's missed it, Paula. She's claiming that it's a point. She's adamant it's a point. We haven't got Hawkeye here in Palmerstown, obviously, but it registers down as a wide, and that's a missed opportunity. So, Faye McCarthy, Paula's dumbstruck. She can't believe that she actually put that wide. There's a substitution coming on here as Jenny Clifford is uh, going off and we're looking to see who's after coming on at the far side. I think it's a number 25, but I can't be overly sure. We're still getting for Faye McCarthy to take the puck out. St. Jude's are still ahead. Is it Rachel Dowling is over there? We'll I think it looks like Rachel. We'll, we'll have to wait and see and confirm it there shortly. But uh, that point was registered as... A wide referee just having a consultation over there at the far sideline with somebody. Faye, of course, on goal. Got a lovely point early in the second half to tie matters up here for St. Jude's as that's kicked along the ground there. Dixborough tried to manage to get possession. Yes, it is. Rachel Dowling has gone in over there. I can see the the number coming on it and here she is first on the ball that's Amy Clifford gets it here now to Aoife Prendergast Aoife has a shot looking in at the post again that's going to drop out but it's gone for a 45 the goalkeeper was unsure with that where it was heading it just dropped out to the side of the post and it will indeed be a 45 metre free as we look and see that some of the St. Jude's players is down over at the far side of the field 
But Dixborough again have another chance to tie matters up here, Paula, with just coming up to 27 minutes gone on the clock. And like, I mean, Rachel Dowling that's gone in there, Rachel has a great strike in the ball and is sort of renowned and known for taking her long range shots, which is exactly what Dixborough need to do. They need to just pop the ball over the bar rather than running constantly at the backs because when they're running at the St. Jude's backs, they're not getting any change out of it. No, they seem to be able to put Nave O'Gorman out around the middle of the field and push Aoife Prendergast up too from what I can see out here. So maybe they're trying to get a bit of speed and a bit of power in there as well like exactly. Aoife would have. Because like, I mean, the, ha- the back line seems to have settled down a bit. They had a little bit of a wobbler there in the first um, in the first half of the second half. Um, they seem to have settled down and things seem a lot more organised down there. But the problem is, is with the forward line is that they're running at St. Jude's and there's no point running because they're just as fast as them and they're not closing them down every time. So well able, they're all well capable of popping the ball over the bar. Yeah, Ken is getting very anxious here behind us with the clock ticking away and this coming a possibility we would have extra time here if this did go to a draw. This broadcast, of course, today brought to you with thanks to RMC Construction Limited, your local commercial and domestic building firm. We're still on a break here at the minute because one of the the, uh, St. Jude's players, I should say, is down on the ground injured and she's getting a bit of attention as the linesman out there, John Welch, is having a, a chat with Amy Clifford. As we wait for Amy to uh, to get it on the score, she has two points already, Paula. Quite enough in this game so far. Quite enough, but as I said, she, she actually functions. I think Amy functions better either as a centre or a full forward. She needs to be in the middle of the play. Um, but I have to say, no better woman to take a free when you're coming down to the last few minutes of the match and um, no better woman to put it over the bar. Well, we'll see whether she can do that and tie matters up for the third time here. 28 and a half minutes gone. As we said, the clock doesn't stop here in Palmerstown for the water break. So we are, of course, at the discretion of Justin Heffernan, our match referee from the Blackwater Club in Wexford. An experienced official, of course, has been with uh, GAA and Camogie. And I think he's getting ready just to blow the whistle and give Amy Clifford the nod and the chance to draw matters level here at eight points apiece. Can Amy do it? Can she get her third point of the afternoon? Well, the answer is about to come on the way. And again, yes, there is. Umpires are nodding to one another. So we are indeed level here as the home Dixborough crowd is getting uh, behind the players and the whole lot. Quick puck out though from Faye McCarthy again as St. Jude's on the attack again with Neve Gannon. Neve Gannon going forward with it. There was a pass there towards Cara Dawson was trying to be intercepted by some of the Dixborough players. Tara Clifford is there. Tara comes away with it. She's going forward. A little pop pass out here towards Aoife Prendergast. Aoife taking a look around. Switching the play in here towards Orla Hendrick. Orla trying to get down on the ball. Three, four, five St. Jude's players around her. And the number four comes away with it. That's Claire Gannon. Claire is sending that long and diagonal down the field. There was a little touch in there by uh, Jane Cass. It was uh, vitally important as Kira Phelan comes away. But it's a terrible pass up here towards Aoife Prendergast but Aoife might regain possession she does she done very well she no to get right possession to get that. on that she actually has a foul coming to her she, as well she had no right to get that that was pure determination she unbelievable stick work from herself yeah. there to win that free she is the senior captain for Kilkenny for 2022 and she is leading by example on the field out there this afternoon as Aoife Prendergast is slightly injured she is down she is halfway between the 265 metre line what's the injury time Paul? Okay, so we're getting the four minutes of additional time here as we are being told. So we are waiting. It is a draw. It's eight points apiece. So we know that there is four minutes of additional time. Eva Prendergast has this free. 
We know that she has the distance. Can she get the accuracy? It's going to drop short. Is it going to stay in the field of play? It's going to go out and it's going to go for a 45. So, again, another bit of luck there, Paula. Well, it, luck is definitely with Dixford today. Definitely. Like, I mean, they didn't score for how many minutes? I lost track. I think it was got to 20 minutes. 25, 26 minutes gone before they... And yeah. now, all of a sudden, they just seem to have woken up. But it comes like that. You're going to have swings and roundabouts and, and it seems to ebb and flow but Dix were definitely up for now and Aoife Pendergast is definitely leading by example Well we have three minutes left here in Palmerstown in this Leinster AIB senior semi-final and I know that Linda Kenny is listening attentively to us as well Linda of course is the Leinster chair here comes Amy Clifford Amy is putting it in the umpires are nodding to one another it's a lead again for Dixborough a fourth point of the afternoon for Amy Clifford and Dixborough take the lead with nine points to eight with a minute and a half left here in Palmerstown Faye McCarthy taking the puck out here Paul is looking attentively at what's going on ball is sent down there towards the half forward of St Jude's Kira Phelan going in for it has had a very good game on a lot of ball can Dixborough come away with a win and play Owler to the Ballock on the 30th of January in the Leinster final it would be a great achievement for this very young club as Eva Prendergast again comes away with that Paula she's not being fouled this time St Jude's are working very well out around the middle of the field referee is trying to take a close look at it they just need to kind of hold the ball up a small little bit not to give away stupid possessions that's exactly what they're doing at the minute they're being clever but uh, St Jude's come away with it and it's the team captain Aoife Welsh looked like she dropped the hull when she was doing that which is not allowed but a great block there by the uh, number 9 that's Kira Phelan again as Dixborough come away with it Aoife Prendergast lovely oh, sidestep Aoife Prendergast she tries to get it up here towards Orla Hanrick Asha McCarthy is now there Asha has the ball in hand she's going forward got support she takes a look around she puts the ball in here towards the number 18 that's Rachel Dowling here's a chance for uh, Dixborough but it goes a begging and it comes here to Ophay McCarthy slips directly there on the end line but she manages to regain her composure 32 minutes gone so we have 2 minutes left here in Palmerstown as the ball will break here but again it's missed there by the Dixborough player and St. Jude's now on the attack here. Looked like there was a foul there in it, but Dixborough come away with the ball again. Kier Feeling is there. That's a tough tackle. Referee says play on. The crowd is shouting here looking for a free. That's a good pass across here towards Tara Clifford. Tara going forward with the ball. She has it in hand. She hasn't support. She needs to hold on to it. There's players around her. There's an advantage coming for the foul. Yes, there is the referee's whistle. Tara Clifford done very well. She took it on her own, burst forward with the speed and a chance here now for her sister Amy to put two points in it. Exactly. And again, it was a case whereby there was a rock in the middle of the field and Dixborough kept calm. They didn't panic, which they hadn't been doing all day long. And all of a sudden, the pressure was on. They seemed to gain their calm and uh, managed to get it out. And Tara Clifford, straight up the field, busted straight through and managed to draw that foul. And it's Leah Butler who was getting a yellow card for it as St. Jude's are bringing on their voice captain, Hannah Begley, who was the number 19. We haven't seen who's after coming off yet, but there's 30, coming up to 34 minutes gone on the clock here now in Parmerstown here. Amy Clifford has a chance. We're just waiting to see. They didn't anyone come off? Yes, did they? Oh, they did. She's on the, the far sideline. She's making her way around. So officials are now happy for Amy Clifford to go for her fifth point of the afternoon. Can it be good? Yes, the umpires are nodding at one another. Paula Dowling, it's gone over the bar. Dixborough are now leading by 10 points to 8. Amy Clifford with 5 points to her name, but we know a 2-point lead is very dangerous. Very dangerous indeed. And again, St. Jude's are on the attack again. They are indeed, but Dixborough are fighting very hard to try and retake and regain and stay ahead with the 2 points as Kira Fielding goes down on it. They need to make some sort of an effort um, as we 
come along they're trying to stop the ball from it we are now over the time but Jude has the ball Leah Butler is going forward with it Dixborough needs to do something to try and stop the players from getting in if St. Jude's get a goal it'll probably be it as here they come now coming forward with the number 8 they're still going forward it's going to be a penalty is it? the referee says no no that's a strange decision there now there's a bit of controversy here at the end of it as they come along Dixborough come away with it now the referee hasn't given a penalty he didn't blow for the foul, but he's now going in to chat with his umpires. There is certainly a bit of controversy here, Paula, because... I thought it was a penalty. I thought it was a penalty, but the referee didn't blow his whistle for anything. Dixborough came away with the ball, and just as they were after putting it out the sideline, he's now chatting with his officials, and I think it is going to be... What? I don't know. It's a simple answer, because the referee is calling for the ball... I have no idea what's going on, Paula. I think it's going to be a clash ball, Martin. He's actually going to throw it in. So I think Dixborough's after getting away with one there. As we said, they had a bit of luck, but yeah, the St. Jude's crowd is certainly not happy. Referee throws the ball in here. Uh, he's looking at his watch. They can't be that long left. St. Jude's still going forward with the ball. That's a charge over, Carrion. And it's going to be a free out. St. Jude's manager has his hands on his head. Just as Ken comes up to me here, the Welsh Cup, 35 minutes gone. It's Kilkenny 110, Leash 13 points. It's a draw in John Law Park in Callan. It's certainly not a draw here. Six minutes gone on the clock here. Kirsty Mara is taking her time and Paula, it looks like that Dixborough is going to march on and play Owler to the Ballock in the Leinster final as we wait for Justin Heffernan. Now the management for Dixborough is shouting at the referee to blow it up. We know there's no point in doing that because he's the man in charge. Kirsty Mara with the free takes it and that's it! That's it. Dixborough have qualified for this year's Leinster Senior Final against Owlert the Ballock on the 30th of January. And what a victory for the Dixborough girls. Listen, they won not playing well. There's a lot more within them and they still won the match. So I think at this stage, Dixborough will be quite concerned. They'll be delighted with this. Well, we're going to hand straight back over now to John Locke Park and to Brendan Hennessy and Adrian Ronan for the remainder of the Welsh Cup game between Kilkenny and Leash. But it is full time here in Palmerstown. Dixborough 10 points and St. Jude's 8 points. KCLR Live Sport. The Leinster Camogie Senior Club Championship Semi-Final. Dixborough versus St. Jude's. With thanks to RMC Construction, your local commercial and domestic building firm. And on to it now, and that's number 20, that's Jamie Young, the goal. Oh, brilliant. And ball goes inside, lovely frick inside there by George Murphy. Here's Kieran Brennan, is that goal number five? Into the bottom corner, and the celebrations can begin in earnest right now. And the youngsters <laughs> We're have definitely not saying it too early. Party around brilliant play, brilliant play, brilliant play. A brilliant touch, a brilliant tonight. touch to get it through. KCLR Live Sport. The 2022 World Cup. Kilkenny versus Leash. With thanks to RMC Construction, your local commercial and domestic building firm. Huh? Five, yeah. Back to you there now, Brendan. You keep. Yeah, thanks very much, Shane. You're very welcome back to a sun-drenched John Locke Park. Well, we've got an interesting encounter now. Kilkenny have made a few changes at halftime. They've knocked over a beautiful score through Colin Prenderville just to join us. And Luke Scanlon nipped in with a beautiful one as well. Kilkenny now at 1-11 on the scoreboard, a total of 14 points. And it is Leash on 14 points. It finished at halftime, 13 points to Leash, 1-9 to Kilkenny. And for people just joining us after the first quarter, it was Leash 5 points, Kilkenny 1-2. So, Ronnie, looking at those stats and looking at halftime, 
time uh, there was only a point between the half time leash and the lead now it's all square and we're only about 6-7 minutes into the second half yeah look and as we said Kenny had a great second quarter and they've made a few changes Aaron Brennan is on uh, Darrow O'Keefe is on and Robbie Buckley is on so the three changes Robbie Buckley from O'Loughlin's Aaron Brennan from Greg Bally Callan and Darrow O'Keefe and the score of the game Colin Prendeville getting a great point there to make it uh, 41-11 to Kenny 14 points from the sideline sidestep score of the game Colin Prendeville look a lot of that's taking their chances Brennan pitching great Nick conditions are decent not a breath of air there's a super score from Roland yeah right from his own 45 yeah. yeah he can drive them a long way and uh, we spoke with him in Croke Park today of the clock ball Shamrock's game he was on court commentary with our good friend Jack Nolan on Midlands 1-3 which serves off Lee, Leash and Westmead that's a cracking score from Ender Roland it's great to have something like that in the top drawer as well because he puts Leash back in front by one point yeah and as, as we said most of the scores today had come from freeze but Kilkenny settled in brilliantly in that second quarter great points as we said from uh, the likes of Frienderville the likes of um, uh, um, Emmett Ladney uh, Niall Brennan got a great score Tomás Dunn doing very well in the middle of the field he's gone off at this stage Tomás Dunn he's been replaced by Aaron Brennan but he had a good opening 20 or uh, half an hour as well as well as Niall Brennan they would actually won that midfield battle to be fair to Dunn and Brennan they're gone in at half time as I said, Ross King, one of the regulars, Paddy Purcell. Leash with the baby eight of the championship team, so they have more regulars than Kilkenny have, certainly. Um, Paddy Purcell put this over the bar. Lively encountering, as we said. Yeah. Bar, um, Brendan Paddy's first score. Yeah. Paddy's first score. He's put in a good affair old dunk there. I think it was Connor here. He met him with the shoulder, the Lachlan Gales. But Paddy still kept up. He has a great uh, habit of running forward. He's, he, there's no detours, as uh, Terence would say, above him, Carlo. But it's 111 here now to Kilkenny. It's uh, 16 points to Leash. So Paddy Purcell with that score. Leash for the record of nine wides into the country and in the opening half. Kilkenny's only four wides in the first half. They've two in the second half. But they can score here. They fire this one in. And Ronnie, it's amazing. And I did say it earlier on that we spoke about the club match just here in the past uh, you were here there's always a lot of wides at that end and that's a bad wide for Kilkenny yeah it's a hard look there a lot of wides but the sun again may be playing its part in this game the sun has come out the breeze has gone but again it's good good value for the for the first day for a lot of these young lads and as I said doing very well now they've settled in well as you said Leash certainly have 7 or 8 of their championship team uh, from last year so Leash certainly the strongest team with Kilkenny uh, as you said if you throw in some of the regulars all of a sudden these lads wouldn't look out of place some a, of them, to be a, to. a beautiful crisp afternoon in John Locke Park here in Callan here go Kilkenny referee or awfully man Richie Fitzsimons this game brought to you with thanks to RMC Construction Limited your local commercial and domestic building firm about 10 minutes gone in the second half it is 35 minutes aside of course because we are back to the inter-county scene One eleven, Kilkenny 16 points to leash a beautiful crisp day but now we have another opportunity for Kilkenny he's took two from play Shane Walsh of Tullerone he's got three from free so far five in total can he make it six into the country end the yellow slitter which has been on show over the last few months in the GAA Shane makes that point number six for himself he hasn't done anything wrong in that number 14 church no yet. he's looking live, looking hungry and always plays with that bit of passion as all the Welshers do and he's certainly shown a bit of passion and of course that's what Brian Cody wants when you're getting your opportunity um here comes Leash. Leash again. Jack Kelly, he's done reasonably here. well in the middle of the field. He certainly has, and he's hurling well, and he's got a score. He's got a score. Jack Kelly, he's got it. He sends it in and sends it over the bar. And that's another man from Rath Downey, Earl. And Ronnie, a good weekend. I know Martin has been commentating on it there with Paula, but uh, Barrow Rangers yesterday and Dixborough today. Good day for the Camogie. You're a big Camogie man yourself. Yeah, no, involved heavily in the Camogie world. A lot of great work been done, a lot of great teams, and it's great to see the Borough winning that today. And uh, Paul's down yesterday. So look, Camogie in a good state. Uh, and uh, a lot of girls, as I said, enjoying their Camogie careers. Tough, as we said, with the weather and the pictures. Uh, certainly, this I just noticed, I think, number 21, 
Stephen Donnelly is also on for Kilkenny. He's obviously after coming on for it. Yeah. Looks like Sean Morrissey. So the changes there in the second. Aaron Brennan is definitely oh. in. Stephen Donnelly's in. Robbie Buckley's in. And Darrell O'Keefe. Darrell O'Keefe. Darrell O'Keefe, O'Keefe Donnemagan and Aaron Brennan. Big day for Aaron. Greg Bally Callum played very well with the club over the last few years, Ronnie. Yeah, no, very good. I mean, again, another lad has done very well underage. And again, we've been rewarded for having a decent championship with his club. And that's what a lot of these lads and the same I say with Stephen Donnelly. He's in there now. So look, none of them looking out of place to be fair to him, Brendan. Very nice, Mammy, an interested spectator today. No, Daddy's at home listening to the radio. Couldn't make it, but uh, I don't know whether you're at home, but you're no Daddy's listening. You know all those people a bit better than me, Ronnie. They're in the same parish as yourself. But a big day for young Aaron, and a big day for all the lads making their uh, uh, Kilkenny. Uh, debuts today here in Nolan Park not, not Nolan Park John Locke Park at senior level but uh, the ball is back down the field Ender Rowland knocks it downfield and our or the Kenny keeper I should say Liam Dunphy knocked it downfield and referee Richie Simons he's blown now for over carrying this time and I think he's been like Sean Downey uh, the ba- ball in the kill man playing full back for Leash this afternoon and it's going to be a free in for Shane Walsh and yeah. there's a few spectators up on the ramp here oh, Shane Walsh you're dead right you yep. can't yeah, I, can yeah, yeah. I have a better view I have a better view <laughs> you're taller than me Ronnie <laughs> that makes that doesn't make it tall Brendan <laughs> we're no giants are we <laughs> here's the free across the field he ball to great, great ball across the Buckley now here he goes to Kilkenny number 22 sends it in Robbie Buckley of a Lachlan Gels back out it comes it was short leash cornerback has it Donica Hartnett the man from Mount Melick. Now, Leash come down the right half-back position. There is a Podge Delaney. Podge Delaney. As I said in the first half, and never present. Moving it, the scoreboard reads. Big score for Leash at the moment. 18 points to Leash, 112 to Kilkenny. And that ball goes back in, and Kilkenny are narrow on the gap because Leash, while they have been excellent in the first part of defence, Ronnie, they made a mistake for the goal. Mistakes will be made earlier on when Kilkenny capitalised and got the goal from Atlanta, and they had possession there, and they gave it away a bit too easily. Yeah, and a great score by Stephen Donnelly. He has come on, as we said, great score, tough on the, on the far side, near the sideline, put it over the man again when he has the ball in his hand, knows where the post is. Great score for Donnelly, great for him for his confidence. And Kilkenny, Kilkenny won 13 to 18 points, two points. Referee, yeah, referee is starting to blow for over carrying here, Ronnie. That's another one. Yeah. Richie Fitzsimons. The wind, the wind has gone. Wind has, has gone. died. Has died, and it's it's obviously. We have a blue sky. I said there'll be a bit of frost in this neck of the woods yeah. tonight across the southeast. It's a long range free for Leash, and he has been impeccable right throughout today. Ross King from Radowney Earl. Six frees in the first half, two from play. His first opportunity in the second half. Super striker, the ball. Yeah. As that's staying in. Yeah, he just went right through that. A beautiful, beautiful strike. So that's another one for Ross. And he struck that well. They have Ross Munley in football. They have Ross King in hurling. And it's now 19 points to Leash. 113 to Kilkenny. So still only a, a one-score game as such. But Leash were 4-1 to one coming into this game. Kilkenny were 1-6 to six favourites here in John Locke Park. 14-1 for the draw. 14-1 for the draw. Could draw. still happen. <laughs> could still happen. With thanks to RMC Construction Limited, your local commercial and domestic building firm, bringing you your commentary today from John Walsh, uh, John Locke Park here in the Walsh Cup. Outcome Kilkenny. That looked like a little bit of a foul, but the referee says, on you go. Kilkenny played way over to the far side. Buckley is onto it. Robbie of a Lachlan Gales, he turns back, he's got the centre of this ball, he sends it down the line, looking to fish out, uh, the centre forward, Landy turned, that's a super wow. score Ronnie, yeah scored again for sure, Emmett Landy from Winegap, great, uh, great ball down the wing right on the sideline, into the country end, 30 yards out, over the bar super score for young Landy, super score for Kilkenny, and a great out score for Winegap it was a great bit of vision by Robbie Buckley yeah, he really gave him a beautiful ball, so now Kilkenny one fourteen. they're on to 17 points Lee still lead by 2 they're on 19 points here in John Locke Park in Callum 
And here come Leash on the attack. Frank Flanagan, the Port Leashman, playing corner back. They're moving it up towards the 65 metre line. Leashman running away from the goal. Gather possession. The strike goes in from the man wearing number 22 for Leash. Stephen Bergen of Clockball Akala. And that's gone in and that's gone over the bar. Now, one thing about Leash, it's a trend I've often mentioned in matches, especially when the Shamrocks are playing. If you score again, Ballyhell Shamrocks don't play straight away. Leash have had a bit of that today on four to five occasions. They haven't, but as again, as we stated, they do, Brendan, still have eight of their championship team. Yeah. they'll expect to do a lot better a lot of the Kenny lads get, getting their chance this is Donnelly again he's done too very well with the first two balls lovely ball knocks back it back to out to Landy yeah. picks his spot this man is comfortable he's having a good innings the wind up man that's 1-2 in total for him today and it's now leashed 20 points here in John Locke Park at Kenny 115. we're back to a two point game the O'Moore County lead Ronnie but it's entertaining and there's a fine crowd here and they're enjoying it yeah no it's good decent hurling as I said Kenny lads taking their chances settled in had a poor maybe opening 15 minutes uh, in the first half David Blanchfield in the middle of the field there our centre back comfortable today well too loose ball there now Conroy gone out of the game for Leash but again as I said Brendan Leash will be a little bit more disappointed they have more regulars than Kenny certainly have Kenny short nearly all the certainly all the regulars none of the championship team if anything none of the uh, the team that played you know, this landed guy he he done well in the first half but the centre back did well but he's after having a very good opening 10 minutes yeah, Shane Murphy great score from Glen Moore yeah, get, that's a great ball from Landy to Shane Murphy now Ronnie I can hear a few of the, the lads up in um Leash across and Ballon the Kill and Clock Ballon We all loved Adrian Ron and Hurling, but will somebody text in and tell him there, there's 4,000 more hurlers in Kilkenny than there is in County Leash? <laughs> You're going to get a bit of that. Yeah, well, yeah, there's not as many clubs in Leash, and in fairness, they've been, they've been doing really well the last few years. Yeah, no, they have. And a bit of tradition in Leash as well. They have, but again, if we're talking fairly and honestly, they'll, they've done very well, they as have. we said, the last two years over uh, under Eddie Brennan and then and last year with Cheddar. So they will be expecting with the more regulars to have maybe a better cut at this uh, game. Kilkenny putting it up to them, with, as I said, without the regulars. Um, but again, they did lo- hit a lot of wides in the first half and unleashed it. They certainly There's did. A great There's score a strike. Luke Scanlon oh. looking for his second of the second yeah. half. He's got it. The man from the village. He gets his second. He's playing left half forward for Kilkenny this afternoon. It's now level in John Locke Park. 20 points to leash. 117. Luke Scanlon levels it up here, Ronnie. And uh, I forgot to look at the watch when we were listening to the camogie, but we're well into the second half yeah, now. Yeah, no, we're, it's, I think, two minutes of the water break. The referee pointed out, but uh, a tr- uh, very good oh, a third quarter for Kilkenny. And some super scores being scored by the likes of uh, Shane Donnelly, uh, Emmett Ladney, Shane Murphy, Luke Scanlon. All super players. There's Shane Walsh from There's distance. And Kilkenny go on front. That's Shane Shane Walsh I said he got four from freeze two from play that's three from play now four from freeze good day at the office for the young Tullerone man that's Kilkenny leading now 118 a total of 21 points 21 points to Leishes uh, 20 points a one point advantage for Kilkenny we're heading towards the water break we'll have the final quarter to come if you just joined us Dixborough have won the camogie and uh, Kilkenny leading here now by a point and they're Hitting a bit of a purple patch now at the moment. Now the ball is down to Sean Morrissey. The Bridgeman scored earlier. Has he got another one? No, they've got a wide. Four wides in the first half for Kenny. Four wides in the opening quarter yeah. of the second half. But uh, not bad fair, Ronnie. They're all having No, a no, th- it's very good fair considering the time of year and uh, the conditions are said to be fair to them. But the lads in Callan, the pitch starting maybe to get a little bit soft, but the conditions have been very good considering the time of year. 
and uh, it's got, the scores have been super particularly Leash starting to go now for the heavy artillery I see Stephen Pickymar is coming on maybe but Kilkenny having the last six or seven scores from play have been excellent That's most have been on the sideline there's lovely stick work from Leash now if they get Bear the finish here it's a super score but it's wide and that's just a little bit of a let off now Leash's wide's in the second half of him scarce Ronnie I make that yeah that might be only two in the second two, half yeah, yeah, that's 11 two. total yeah and there is the water break and there's two changes coming here Willie Dunphy and Stephen Marr yeah. coming on heavy artillery Leash are introducing yeah the clock by the collar lads uh, had a great club season they're both coming on of course now I think uh, Ross King is coming out uh, it's not Ross no, it's King, 25, it's, is it? No, it's 25 is coming out. So Mark Dowling, again, Cam Rossman. It, it's very clear that uh, Cheddar and the Leash lads want to win this, Brendan. Yeah. That's important to say that. I'm sure Kilkenny want to win it too, but certainly Leash now have the heavy artillery. So our listeners in Leash certainly would be happy to see the Cam Ross or the uh, Clock Balakala as they had a, such a great year and obviously went down to the Shamrocks in the end. So um, great test for the Kilkenny backs now to see Willie Dunphy and Picky Marr here. Well, we've a lot of Leash listeners, as we said before, from Greg Cullen to Guatemala and from Tim. Oh, the Timbuktu there's plenty of them tuned in up there Luke Kennedy and Ballon the Kill here comes Kilkenny the centre back is Conor Heary of O'Loughlin Gales and he came steaming through there and he lets fly from distance he was inside the 65 in the leash half of the park to be fair and the O'Loughlin Gales man registers his first the water break in the third quarter over here and it is 20 points to leash but it's 119 to Kilkenny so Kilkenny lead by 2 points good second half points from play there 2 from Luke Scanlon Stephen Donnelly so Shane Walsh with a free and one from play three from Emmett Landy and Connor Heary just after pointing that one Leash have sent in scores from Jack Kelly Stephen Bergen and Paddy King now at the end of the first quarter in this game it was level it was five points to Leash it was 1-2 to Kilkenny at half time 13 points to Leash 1-9 to Kilkenny and now with 15 minutes played in the second half it is Leash uh, trailing Kilkenny by those two points 1-19 to 20 points is the score and Ronnie entertaining stuff they'll get a drop of water uh, that breeze seems to be gone but it only gets any having bearing on the game it's just spectators uh, just a little bit cooler but we have to remember it is January but uh, we're in for a great cracking final quarter now that Stephen Marr and Willie Dunphy are in with no uh, indictment on any Leishman that's been playing out there today they are match winning potential those two fellas yeah look and it's good it's, it's for Brian Cody and Kilkenny to see that uh, Cheddar is tre- treating the, cam- the campaign with respect Gavin O'Mahony and Frankie Ford they've come in now and they've brought in the two boys they want to win this game they want to play Wexford next, next weekend uh, that's Saturday now, That's actually. Next Saturday, Kilkenny yeah. versus weekend, or Kilkenny are playing Wexford next weekend. But look for the people in the public at home. Kilkenny doing very well. You have to give credit where credit is due. A lot of players are taking their chances. Uh, Mikey Burke, Mikey Butler looked very comfortable there. James Burke at full back. At full back, David Blanchfield having an excellent uh, opening uh, first half and very strong. Connor Heary the very same. We have the wind, uh, I suppose, in the second half, and uh, that wind was in it. Niall Brendan Tomas done had a very good opening first half, and up front Emmett Landy has done very well. He scored one two. The wind get man. He'd have to be very happy. Prendeville with two brilliant scores from the sideline. Luke Scunland again and Shane Welsh looking lively. So overall, about you know, to be fair, a lot of the guys are taking their chances, Brendan. And as I said, it's a lot of good work we put in over the last month with the Kenny Blairs. The wine gap lads have given out to you. I'm not contradicting you, but he's one three, I think. One three, yeah, sorry, Emmett Lenny. No, he, um, as I said, he's done very well. And again, this will be a very, this should be a very good uh, last 15 minutes because it's very clear Leash want to win this game, and it's very clear that the Kenny youngsters are the trial 
Leinster or whatever they are they're obviously trying to grasp this game and grasp their opportunity so and up to now they've done it so I think we're heading in for a, a very good last 15 minutes well here we go ball is in game is on 119 Kilkenny 20 points to Leash with thanks to RMC Construction Limited your local commercial and domestic building firm Leash will come and try and clear this ball Liam O'Connell from right down the early he's had a cracking game for Kilkenny gets it to Podge Delaney Podge the number 5 in the yellow helmet sweeps a big one downfield he's looking for Stephen Picky Mar of Clock Balacala ball bounce in Picky runs onto it he's held up there the referee says he was held up illegally it's going to be a 20 metre free to the Leishman and a chance for to pull it back to a one point game but already he posed the threat that time Ronnie and if he had got the run in along the end line there could have been Dranger but Kenny did well but they did give away the free in yeah, the end Yeah and to be fair to Burke both times he took the, the men down rather than let them get in here Luton Dunphy uh, playing steady at full back Ono Shea is about to come on for Kilkenny another Lachlan's man on um, but Burke did the right thing there by taking him down but again as we said this is a great test for these young lads they're meeting the very strong leashed contingent and of course in Picky Mar they're meeting one of the inform hurdles of the last six months because he's had an outstanding uh, last six months with Clock Balakala Kilkenny making a change Owen O'Shea is on and young Emmett Ladendy is going off and I'm sure the Kilkenny crowd and the Wingat crowd will be happy with his performance uh, scored in 1-3 for the Wingat man he'll be happy great, great 20 or 40 minutes for him Owen O'Shea getting his opportunity now and as again I said beautiful afternoon now Brendan the breeze is gone the sun is out and um, Ross King has sent over that free as well so we've only a one point game here now in John Locke Park 1-19 uh, to Kilkenny 21 points to Leash so that is 22 points to 21 in total here go Kilkenny Shane Walsh showed well for this one lovely turn of foot little ball inside goal chance here for Kilkenny Walsh set it up there's the shot it's well blocked block. down and that's going to be a 65 a tremendous block now the leash man Podge Delaney is remonstrating with yeah. the umpire but uh, they're not going to change their mind he feels it went off the Kilkenny stick the umpire is adamant that it went off a Podge Delaney stick it's a 65 for Kilkenny and it's uh, into the country end Ronnie and you did say it, the, breeze, the breeze is gone 20 one points to Leash, 119 Kilkenny, but Kilkenny can make it 120 and go back into a two point lead. Shane Walsh will take this 65 and he's more or less uh, a little bit right of centre down into the country and he steals a few inches as well. Yeah, man, that's, again, he won't need him, he could bring he, it back 10 mile and he'd still strike as well. Yeah, <laughs> he made that score and again looking lively, he was out in front, cut the ball, gave a great pass to Sean Morrissey. Sean was well blocked by Podge Laney and now Shane has a chance to put this 65 over. Yeah, he obviously has a great set up, Shane. No, he's pulled it. Yeah, whatever it is about that goal, it's uh, very, very difficult. That's five wides, Kilkenny. Uh, that's uh, gone to the left and wide. He'd be disappointed with that. Ender Rowland. Actually, a match winning goalkeeper, he can be end as well if they get a long range free. He knocks it downfield. Ben Conroy, the great first half. He wasn't as prominent in the second half, but here he goes on one of his runs. He's home from Dubai. He's teaching in Port Leash. He centres a great ball, but it's not good enough because Liam Dunphy comes out and he has it. And Kilkenny will clear to James Burke, the Thomastown man, at full back. And he lets fly off his left hand side. But underneath it is Podge Delaney for Leash. Gathers on his own 45. Back comes Podge. He's tall, he's strong, he's consistent all the time. He centres a great ball in field towards the man where. 22 Stephen Bergen now here go Leash can they get a chance here they're inside the 13 metre line comes across the centre of the goal keeper's got to be brave here Liam Dunphy is out he was on the knees he won it back Kilkenny will clear it through James Burke and they lived 
they're in a dangerous situation because Shane Murphy of Glenmore will try and clear it down the line on the far side gets it to the 45 Kilkenny have defended it well Leash retreating and trying to win back possession Sean Downey Sean Downey has it the man from Balnick Hill Sean Downey he does very very well out he comes he's up as far as the 45 how did he keep going he has an egg and spoon style now he drives it down towards Ross King King turns beautifully inside the 65 Leash go looking for a score on the clubhouse end has Ross King got it oh he hits the post goal chance goal chance ground strike and Kilkenny lucky the Cats were lucky it, they won't say nine lies with Leash no that ball could have hit the back of the net but it hit the post and then they got a second bite of the cherry but it's a good all entertaining last quarter it still remains 21 points to Leash 119 to Kilkenny Kilkenny lead by one do the lead by two the shot comes from Stephen Donnelly of Thomastown and he gets a white flag two points for Stephen in the second half I think that was him in the sunshine it was, on the far no, that's, side. that was Stephen Donnelly brilliantly won by uh, Shane Walsh again he's the one as I said up front looking lively but two goal chances for Leash, two misses for Leash, two let offs for Kilkenny, and Liam Dunphy did well as well in the goal, to be fair to him. So, again, Leash threatening for sure, but Kilkenny taking their chances. Yes, certainly. David Blanchfield from Bennis Bridge runs downfield, switches the ball back inside. Leash defended this one well. Podged, uh, wasn't Podge to Lenny. I think 15 was back there, uh, got a touch on that. The centre back, he, Liam O'Connell, he's been excellent yeah, for Leash, hasn't he? He's a very good centre back for, for Leash, not one of their uh, everyday regulars, but certainly there and thereabouts. He's a right down the man. But two let offs to Kilkenny, but to be fair, for for Kilkenny to be fair the cornerback James Burke did very well he bit block, half blocked down the, the incoming forward but Leash certainly on a day like today goals are big scores in games like this this time of year goals are, are massive and Leash certainly missed those two goals there'll be chances that they might rue at the end of this Here's uh, this. Quarter. I said this man could be a potential match winner there's his free from well inside his own half of the park no. he absolutely blasted but it's gone to the right and wide and when they go over they're terrific but that's three wides for Leash in this the second half it remains Kilkenny one goal and 20 points that's a total of 23 Leash 21 points two between them the Kilkenny man in possession there's a Thomastown or Dunhamagan man I should say Darren O'Keefe Darren O'Keefe he's a got to get the ball out of there and Leash are going to come back and here's Ross King he just loses his footing but he had a lovely elastic approach and bounced back up straight away but Kilkenny intercept and there's a fair old battle and the referee for Simons deserves credit here he's letting this game flow as the ball comes downfield Kilkenny go looking for a score Shane Walsh runs out to the 45 lays it off Robbie Buckley the O'Loughlin's man turns back on his right hand side Robbie is held gets a little bit of a strike and adds a super score it was beautifully set up by Shane Walsh but Robbie Buckley since he's introducing Adrian Rohn he settled into this game very, yeah, very well. Buckley did uh, not your typical Kenny forward. He's small, he's five foot six or seven, not one of the biggest men. But again, the ball came through Shane Welsh. He was out in front. He's having anything that's happened up front for Kenny is coming from Shane Welsh and he's bringing other players into play. But again, great ball coming from uh, Sean Downey. The, the Kilkenny backs, but again. Kilkenny that time could have been a free out for Leash but Leash now as I said need to get the next score because Kilkenny are starting to as the lad says put the foot on the throttle three points in it about uh, ten minutes uh, of normal time little over ten minutes of normal time remaining here in John Locke Park I think a uh, time check running my book yeah, right there right, about right. ten minutes left 121 to Kilkenny 21 points to Leash with thanks to RMC Construction Limited your local commercial and domestic building firm as the ball comes downfield here for uh, the 
Kilkenny men are trying to make it a four point game back outfield Buckley again he's having a field day in John Lock Park yeah. and Callan off his left hand side this time Robbie Buckley gets his second point to Lachlan Galesman I think he's switched position since he's come in he's no more or less a right corner forward yeah well he's gone in actually centre forward he's, in the last, pay, he's yes. getting space isn't since, he yeah well since young Nandy went off he's gone centre yeah. forward Owen O'Shea has gone to the wing just for the Kilkenny support I suppose you're playing with the six forwards of uh, young Pr- Colin Prendival uh, Robbie Buckley and Owen O'Shea an inside line of um, Stephen Donnelly Shane Welsh and, and, Shane, and Sean Morrissey and middle of the field uh, Ryan Scanlon and Aaron Brennan so again uh, exciting moves and a lot of great scores out of the Kilkenny to give them their credit great yeah. scores out of them Kilkenny will play in uh, in Avail Wexford Park next Saturday afternoon it's a busy weekend for Kilkenny hurling as Leash come forward as Ronnie said they need a goal now can they get one here it goes the man wearing 20 that's uh, Jack Kelly Jack Kelly goes in forward knocked it in towards Ben Conroy it comes back out to Oakley Kenny have grown and grown in this game Colin Prenderville two points one in the first half one in the second for Prenderville back at right half back downfield it comes Shane Walsh runs on beautiful pick from Shane Walsh can he hang on to it he can he flicks it inside but didn't find the man he was looking for it's won back by James Burke or not James Burke Sean Downey I should say Sean Downey feeds it upfield towards Stephen Bergen of Clock Balacola he lets fly into the town end dressing room end here and Stephen Bergen is on the score sheet and ain't over yet Ronnie two for the clock no. ball of call man it's now 22 points leash 122 Kilkenny three point game the Cats lead yeah it's end to end stuff to be fair both sets of players wanting to impress the boats management and to be fair they're giving us an entertaining uh, last 50 minutes to be fair to them and no one better than Shane Welsh for me he's been the outstanding player for Kilkenny today Connor Heary goes for a Heary, massive maybe. one no. has he got it white ball again on the country end that's six wides Kilkenny in the second half and the clock is ticking down towards the final six seven minutes here there's a goal between them 122 to Kilkenny 22 points to Leash Kilkenny got the goal from wind up man Emmett Landy in that first half he's retired now he's got 1-3 in total this afternoon Leash come back Aidan Corby Fiat Fennel left the field a few moments ago oh Corby sent in a terrific ball towards Jack Kelly with the rat down the airman just misplaced it he let it drop and Kilkenny came out and tidied up in their own corner back position Darrow Keefe the Dunhamagan man he comes out of the defence playing it now down towards the half back line Kenny run towards the middle of the field the man giving the call on the outside didn't get it because they decided to stay going with it and that was a fair all dump there and the referee says that was illegal and Ryan Milani could be in a little bit of trouble here the man from Castletown I don't think it was overly malicious Ronnie, but it was a kind of a well, I'll stop you. Yeah, well, it was one of these days. Here he was after going past at least three or four leashmen and was on, on his maybe 30, 40 hour running. To be fair to Milani, he just decided that he'd take uh, one for the team. But here he uh, did very well. And again, here he doing very well. And a lot of these lads are taking their chances, Brendan. I think a lot of Kilkenny people will go home here today and say that Kilkenny hurling and Kilkenny young lads, that we have something more to look forward to, or else we'll maybe. <laughs> Maybe, I, just, I think to be fair to Leash, they've done very well, but the Kilkenny lads have shown great hunger and great hurling, and I think we'll all go home a lot happier than we did uh, before we arrived. We arrived, I suppose, in more than hope, and we're going home now this evening thinking and hoping that, hey, we have a few lads here all of a sudden that can add to this Kilkenny panel. Well, you need them, though, don't they? Oh, of course we do. Yeah. You need them. Every, every year you need lads coming through, but more than ever we need them now because we're at a stage maybe where we need to make a big breakthrough. We failed against Cork and the All-Ireland last semi-final last year, and you'll leave today and there'll be people saying yeah there's two or three lads here 
can make a huge difference to a championship team and there's maybe 10 or 12 lads could make a difference to a championship panel Shane is comfortable he's knocked over another free there he took it, struck it well so now the gap widens it's 123 to Kilkenny that's a total of 26 points Leash 22 4 between them could be 5 here's a long range effort from a left half back position and it is 5 points between the sides Steve and it's just Shane, Shane Murphy yeah I thought it was on. Yeah, Shane is back on all the half-back line. Connor Heary, Shane Murphy, and David Blanchfield. They've all scored as a few. Uh, Kieran Wallace is on now. Wearing seventeen. Yeah, he's Kieran, on for Heary. Kieran Wallace of Aaron's own. I think the only man didn't come in now was Darren Brennan, the keeper. So all the change are in. Robbie Buckley's on. Aaron Brennan is in. Owen O'Shea, Stephen Donnelly, Darrell O'Keefe, and now Kieran Wallace of Aaron's own Castle Comer. And uh, heard a few rumours coming out of Comer during the week that the legendary Tom Brophy is about to retire, Ronnie. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, not I, confirmed yet, not though. Not confirmed we yet. Might, we might get the statement tomorrow. <laughs> we might get it from Tom. There's a wide ball for Leash on the left-hand side. This game brought to you with thanks to RMC Construction Limited, your local commercial and domestic building firm. A big thank you to them for their kind sponsorship of our coverage this afternoon. Leash 22 points, but it's Kilkenny 124. It should be Kilkenny's to win now, Ronnie. It should be Kilkenny's to win, and Leash were 4-1. to one. I suppose when the teams are picked, but Kilkenny certainly the strongest. That's, That's a, a great, great score. It goes over. Excellent oh, it's score. It's gone over. He's got it. Prendable's three points have been brilliant. As he said, they didn't have much ball go down to him in the second half, but his three points have been excellent. Uh, two of them from the sideline. And again, you know, lads are taking their chances. Leash, as I said, goal is massive in the, this time of year, Brendan, in the winter hurling. The goal is massive. It really kept the gap, didn't it? It did. And Andy's yeah. goal gave us a, a cushion. And now the Kilkenny lads have opened their shoulders and have started to take more confidence out of them. And again, uh, as I said, all over the field, there's different guys putting their hand up and putting their hand up to Brian Cody and his fellow selectors. Uh, Leash, Leash looked like they're after tiring a little bit as well. Yeah, looked at they put a lot of, as I said, they, they, in the opening first half particularly, they drove nine wides, Brendan. I think that's hugely costly at this day, driving the nine wides. They had the possession when Kilkenny were rattled, I suppose. But that goal made a massive difference. There's only, uh, what, there's only three minutes left. I make it to be over 3.25. Yeah, three minutes left. And it's hard to see Leash coming back now. Five-point game. Kilkenny looked the more threatening all, in this, particularly in the second half. Here to come with a long-range free. Liam Dunphy, the uh, Liz Downey man, strikes it downfield. And that goes in around the house, and is it going to come back out? Well, Leash looked like they're going to tidy it up in the half, bringing it from their own full back line. It's just clear there's going to be a line ball right down in front of where we're standing at the back of the stand. And a splendid setting here in Callan. A grand, crisp evening. The breeze we had during the first half uh, went away. And Kilkenny have knocked over some nice scores in the second half. Brian Cody will be happy. He'll be certainly happy with this man because he's going for another one. Robbie Buckley, and I think he has got that, Ronnie. Yeah. And if he has, it's three points for the Lachlan Gales, man. Because I was about to say, beautiful points in play in the second half. Connor Heary, Shane Murphy, Luke Scanlon. There's three from Robbie Buckley there now. Stephen Donnelly's got two. Shane Walsh has pitched in with a few from play. And Colin Prinderville of Greg Bally Callan. Two beautiful scores. Because in the first half, both teams relying on the freeze of Search Ross. King of the field there with freeze for Leash in the first half and Shane to be fair kept the scoreboard ticking over for Kilkenny well there's no such thing as an ordinary score today no. which is very unusual in the, in Callan on the 14th of January or 15th of January whatever day 16th, we have 16th, 16th actually 16th, last yeah. two days uh, most if not all the Kilkenny scores Buckley's got three points one better than the, the other uh, Prendeville has got three points one better than the other and uh, Stephen Donnelly got two points one better than the other and throwing then Shane Murphy's points and Landy's Kilkenny have had a brilliant third quarter an excellent last 15 minutes first 15 minutes we found it slow to settle down but as I said that goal made a, gave us a huge cushion in a day when lads were trying to make the breakthrough the cushion gave them some sort of a, a, a cushion I suppose the goal did and since then Kilkenny have drove on and certainly the wind and the conditions have improved 
but Kilkenny and Brian Cody will certainly be happier with their afternoon's performance Leash and Shedder won't be unduly worried but they'll be a little bit disappointed to see the great Pat Delaney the ex-referee down there uh, with the leash on the sideline they'll be you know Gavin O'Malley Franny Ford they, they won't be going home too disappointed but certainly Kilkenny no they competed very well ah they did but look as I, I know my leash friends won't love me saying this but they have 8 or 10 of the championship team uh, and more of their regulars so Kilkenny will have to go home the happier yeah well Kilkenny now with a big score on the board here in John Locke Park and Callan as they come to the dying embers of this Walsh Cup game 126 to Kilkenny 22 points to Leash and Leash just scores drying up in the final quarter here Kilkenny strike one downfield but that's a wide again on the country end so 126 a total of 29 points to 22 7 between them here in John Locke Park with thanks to RMC Construction your local commercial and domestic building firm uh, all in all Kilkenny can go to Wexford with a positive attitude after this performance Ronnie oh without a doubt and uh, we all know when going down to Wexford at any time of the year is always difficult but they'll certainly go down here now full of life Wexford played most of their team the last day again Leash they beat Leash if I'm not mistaken last weekend so it'll go bring it down to have Kilkenny and Wexford playing next Saturday you said Brendan and uh, there's also yeah, a big game in the Camogie world the colleges all are Leinster final is on here in Callan next, when, next Saturday presentation Kilkenny playing Loretta Kilkenny Goal chance leash. He's taking a deflection. Yes. Keeper Dunphy is out. Still not cleared. Goal chance for leash. Could be a bit of a lifeline, but the time is uh, ticking away now. And I don't think they'll have enough, even if they do get the goal. But Kenny, to their credit, defended this one well. Leash bounced back, couldn't hang on to the ball. Jack Kelly was the man who had possession. He spills it. Kilkenny come away. Colin Prenderville, the great Bally Callan man, in possession. Shortens the grip on the stick. Let's fly. He's got three scores in this game. Downfield, he sent it, but it's tidied up by Leash. The wing halfback, Podge Delaney. Podge sends it right up. He's looking for Stephen Picky-Marr. Didn't really get into the game as he much would have liked. Didn't get the best of service because Kilkenny were dominating since he came on. And Picky sends it back across towards Jack Kelly but Kilkenny put in a stick to block that down and I think Ronnie will agree with the Kilkenny defence really uh, put their shoulder to the wheel well they did play well right throughout but it really worked out for them in the end particularly in the second yeah, half yeah they have but again the man I suppose leaving today the lad that made the most and outstanding contribution is, is Shane Well, she's been involved in everything that Kilkenny has been good about Kilkenny a lot of as I said most if not all the Kilkenny players have taken their chance today they'll all go home uh, certainly having a 7 or 8 out of 10 performance and that's what you can't ask for any more than that 7 or 8 on a, on a given day yeah and we're into out of time here now in John Locke Park in Callan in this Walsh Cup game Kilkenny has said on the way to uh, Wexford next Saturday afternoon here come Leash they're going to look for this goal this man has played well that's a tremendous block down the, the man I was about Boy, to Burke mention was Ben Conroy but Burke really took the sting out of that Leash come back looking for another one Willie Dunphy this time Willie Dunphy of Clock Ball a household name and hurling Willie knocks it back across towards the man wearing 20 Jack Kelly Jack sends it in it's a consolation score for Jack of Rat down the Earl and for Leash I think Cheddar will be happy enough with Leash as well he'll just be disappointed that they died out of it more or less in the final quarter but you know he would better say it's the, Kilkenny they're playing they brought a great brand of hurling as I said they drove nine or wide that's the time of year had three goal chances didn't take him that's all lack of hurling that's all it is they certainly were full value Kilkenny for whatever reason they took their chances Brendan that was it and Kilkenny as I said some of their scores were outrageous at least six or seven scores came from the sideline so the, the difference would be nice to was is Robbie Buckley Robbie did quite Buckley, well yeah, yeah three great scores you go down through all the different lads Prenderville said, Landy yeah they've all had Luke Scanlon and, and, and the half back line have scored as well as I said Shane Murphy Connor Heary, Heary and Devin Blanchfield yeah. and Devin Blanchfield did his bit today also he did no very good as I said performances as I said seven or eight out of ten by most players but I suppose the lads the outstanding performances over the hour certainly with Shane Welsh the likes of Colin Prenderville did very well Landy did 
did well for a long time. He went off to Moss Dunn. Niall Brennan in the first half they went off. I'm trying to find a lad that didn't go well, Brendan, and I can't find a lad that didn't go well. Well, there we are. That's uh, Adrian Ronan on analysis. Here comes Shane Walsh with a free. He's cut that beautifully. He's got the local knowledge here as well. He's picked it up right throughout the day. And he put a little bit of a fade like one of Ronnie's golf shots onto that. And he faded it straight over the black spot. 127 to Kilkenny. A total of 30 points. 23 points to leash. It's great scoring for the time of year. It is, of course. And that's, I suppose, again down to the testament of Hurling Oaks. Oh, that could be a bit of trouble. There was a leg went out there, Ron. A leg went out. I think it would be yeah. harsh if he got the line at this stage of the game. But the referee is going to go by the book. Richie Fitzsimons, who deserves a bit of credit today. The match referee from Offaly. And he's having a word with the Kilkenny man, and uh, I think it's going to be yellow. Just looking, Leash have a huge panel, Brendan, here in front of us. Massive. 30 lads on the sideline, not tugged out. So, again, uh, Leash will be full value when the year goes on. The great men involved in Cheddar and Gavin O'Malley, uh, Franny Ford, grew lads over him. As I said, they drove nine wide time of year, three goal chances to miss. So, again, when you take them out of it, Kilkenny took their chances. Kilkenny didn't miss maybe only one chance and got some outrageous scores. So, the fortune maybe was with There's us. the full time whistle. Yeah. And uh, James McGarry, Martin Cover to Connor Phelan with Kilkenny. And Brian Cody will be delighted. 127, it has finished up here for Kilkenny to Leash's 24 points. Leash were game to the end but the best team did win this one at the end of the day by that few points but 127 to 24 as I said Adrian is a fair good score and a great return Ronnie yeah no great return as I said I know we're, we might have been repeating ourselves Young Dunphy did very well in goal and the people listen Mikey Butler James Burke Neil McMahon all did very well Blaine Blanchfield I suppose for people going home and wondering where Kilkenny are going this is a step forward for Kilkenny for sure today it's a step forward the performance of Leash well look people can uh, take whatever way they want the performance of Leash uh, uh, we're here to uh, judge the Kilkenny players and judge the Kilkenny performance and the Kilkenny performance was a 7 out of 10 if not an 8 out of 10 and everyone that I saw hurling today wearing the Kilkenny jersey all did very well you couldn't but say no one didn't show up or didn't give Brian Cody something to think about and players that we don't forget about but don't get the mentions that the forwards or midfielders or good defenders get our goalkeepers that's a clean sheet for Liam Dunphy yeah clean sheet as I said Leisha two chances certainly in the second half didn't take him Liam Blanchfield in fairness to Roland he had no safe to make that's the only thing Kilkenny scored 20 27 points I'm not too sure when his last time Kilkenny scored 27 points and to get 27 points in an afternoon like that not threatening Roland in the goal I suppose that was probably one of the things probably upset but we we'll go down to first few minutes they got a goal chance and Leash defended it well didn't they we're either gone home confused or gone home happy I'm not too sure <laughs> because we're certainly we're certainly after having a performance out of the Kilkenny guys that we weren't expecting maybe because as I said when we saw the programme a lot of people mightn't have been sure of all the names they saw in the programme before the game and they'll be going home very happy I suppose and Leash will be more confused than anyone going home because as I said they had the more of the experienced players on the field Brendan and I think you have to be fair and, and truthful and honest regardless of what happened in the result they did have more to perform their team they won't be unduly worried but they'll be a little bit disappointed they won't lost. panic anyway no they won't panic but they'll be disappointed they've lost they, on paper they had more of the players Kilkenny didn't Kilkenny certainly had more to lose and a lot of those lads took their opportunities for sure they did there's a Kenny legend gone with the family James Royal get out by us with all the lads and uh, the lads have enjoyed it and uh, the great thing about it Ronnie uh, great set up here today you know get your ticket online tenor in uh, under 16's free and a lovely crowd here and everyone mad to see a bit of hurling but Kenny uh, being Kenny you'll get a crowd in Kenny no matter what time of the year you play but a great crowd in John Locke Park and overall they'll be very happy with what they've witnessed yeah I said the people gone home a lot of people passed us out there Brendan and they're gone home smiling I have to give great credit to Callan and a lot of pictures on, under serious pressure 
pressure Nolan Park is under serious pressure over yeah. the winter they're trying to get that ready for the National League to be fair to uh, the Cannon uh, uh, management here and the, the mentors and the committee the Cannon is in great condition big game here next weekend as I said next Camogie, Saturday yeah. Camogie Colleges Leinster, uh, Leinster final Loretto versus uh, the presentation you mentioned Kenny are playing Wexford we have Moonkine yeah and they're playing Salt Hill knock the car in Limerick at, at 1.30 yeah. and Shamrocks at 3.30 so uh, here we are third week of January and we're, and we're, uh, we're out every weekend <laughs> if we're not careful or Manchester Sky Sports yeah no it is yeah. great look as I said Brian Hody, Cody will go home happy a lot of good work done over the winter it seems a lot of good work done over the last few weeks Kilkenny of those trials games and again Kilkenny had none of the panellists that played that tugged out against Cork there everyone there of the 30 bar sorry of maybe 25 to some of those uh, four, four or five of them did tug out against Cork last year but a lot of those lads when you go home this evening they say did those take did, did they take their chances which a shadow out a shadow of a doubt they've taken their chances they've put their hand up they said they, they and each one of them they want to be part of the Kilkenny future they want to be part of the Kilkenny panel and that's brilliant for Kilkenny Hurling and the thing about all these people and people who seem to forget about this when you had the great four in a row team that were going for their five in a row these lads were all 12, 13 year olds looking at these lads. so that, always in Kilkenny people have people to look up to but they looked up to a team that were probably the greatest hurling team of all time and here they are now getting their chance in the same jersey and as you say everybody gives their bit today yeah look they've, they've grown up in the shadows of that great team of the naughty noughties yeah. they went to those matches they were on the hill and in the stands they wouldn't remember the likes of you and Mikey now, these no, lads. they weren't even born Ronnie. black and white that they don't. <laughs> those lads weren't even born but look you came up today and you wondered how these lads were going to perform they performed excellently you know all over the field they've taken their chances and the scores I think for today I think that the story of the day today was the scores we got like the point taken was uh, from some of the players was from the sideline stuff it wasn't half chances it was great work great coming out of the field good popping passes and look to be fair a lot of the scores came off of her through Shane Well, she was very good all through particularly in the second half he probably was the best performer if you were to try and pin it down to one who was the best performer well then you'd have to give Shane Welch as one of the best 12, performers 12 different scores as well yeah look and I said even the subs that came on uh, uh, Robbie Buckley got three points Darrow Keith did very well Aaron Brennan Stephen Dundee got two points look I don't know I'm, a guy, I'm trying to work out and, you know I'm just wondering about the leash performance I'm seeing here they're training have they done a heavy training night they did come they brought on Picky Mar they brought on Willie Dunphy they did want to win it so I'm going home in the view that Kilkenny did very well leash will be disappointed had some good Positive. individual had some good individual performance oh, yeah, we've, we've a lot of leash listeners yeah no they had I mean if they, again if they, the leash all over the field Liam O'Connell was excellent at centre back for Ben a long Conroy long up front Mulady, yeah Conroy uh, Ross King of course um, and Ben Conroy Paddy Purcell to a lesser thing. no the usual for leash were always very good and again as I said they'll be a little bit more disappointed but Kilkenny were just that hungry and fresher and as I said maybe was it look I don't know but they got scores from sidelines today that some of those guys that went to hurling with their clubs may not be so lucky during the well, if you look at the statistics of the second half, Kenny, I think it was six wides in the second half. Though you mentioned it, Leash were nearly into double figures with wides in that first half on the country, and, and a lot of them were relatively easy chances. When you get a chance to play Kenny, you've got to score all them. They failed to do that, and that's really if they look back at it and say, well, we had a lot of wides in the first half. Yeah, and you, and you look back at it and you see the score. Kenny had scored one nine, and that win did die down. Yeah. But we got at least what? Will you get? Uh, 12, 13, we got more. So we got 17 points in the second half. Yeah, it was 1-2. One, one, yeah, it was 1-2 to 5 after the first 30. quarter at halftime. Leash yeah. were leading 13 points to 1-9. There was a point in it then and then at the end of the third quarter, 1-19, Kilkenny, 20 points to Leash. It was still in the melting pot but Kilkenny finished the stronger, 127 to 24. 30 points in the middle of summer is a great return. Yeah. 30 points in Callan is great today. It is and as I said, the second half performance was excellent, that third quarter particularly, to score 18 points in the second half against the wind. There was a strong wind, we remarked that in the first half but that goal from 
Lemon Landy he had a great uh, debut for himself for a chap from Wine Gap Hurling Junior Hurling in Kilkenny and to hurl at centre forward in, 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 for Kilkenny but he scored 1-3 and again Liam as I said Liam uh, Young Landy's got that but to score 18 points in the second half and again Brendan you said very few wides in the second yeah. half the performance you know Brian Cody's going to be seven, very happy seven wides Kilkenny that's what team. I have now yeah. normally we'd be one or two off because yeah. of commentary you'll miss one or two but I think that's accurate I think seven so that says that's a good shooting Ronnie pleasure again to work alongside yeah. you today well, we, you. you enjoyed it yeah no I did I was very impressed as I said with a lot of go home a lot happier uh, because as I said we were all a lot of the people were looking forward to today and see what kind of performance, what kind of players we put out. And today, all of those players, as I said, seven or eight out of ten. No one, as I said, had a poor afternoon. Well, we'll try to catch up with Brian and with Cheddar here at John Locke Park. Thanks to everybody at John Locke's. We're a very well, uh, big welcome for us here today at KSLR in John Locke Park. And a thank you to our match sponsors, uh, RMC Construction Limited, your local commercial and domestic building firm. For me, Brendan Hennessy and Adrian Ronan at John Locke Park in the Walsh Cup. It's Wexford Park next week, uh, but Kilkenny uh, overcome Leash today, great old battle here in John Locke Park. Final score Kilkenny, one goal and 27 points. Leash, 24. That's the final score. Back to you in the studio, Shane. KCLR Live Sport. The 2022 World Cup. Kilkenny versus Leash. With thanks to RMC Construction, your local commercial and domestic building firm. Your music.